For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure you select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes every Thursday. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 90. Woo! 90. Give me the news. It's the 90 episode of Submersion. Nice. Oh, wow. Did you just come up with that? The flow I is did. unreal. I'm somewhat a uh, creative man. No. That's why they call I me Jake Gyllenhaal. You're something. That's the big surprise, actually. Episode 90, it is unveiled that Zach has, in fact, been Jake Gyllenhaal this entire time. Hello, hello, hello. Wait. Okay, good. Wow. Well, did he just in here and is Jake Gyllenhaal in the room? <laughs> Kyle, did Goodness. you say big secret? Uh, I did. Big secret. The big secret is Godzilla. and that's no big secret we are in the second week of godzilla movie month and based on the underwhelming response from my social media post on people guessing what movie we watched based on a sony boombox people might not know what the heck we watched do we know do we really even know what we watched? It's a so, good question. Someone tag team and jump in. Yeah, somebody do anything. All right, Zach <laughs> went out on his own into the wilderness and was able to secure something pretty amazing for this episode. I did, Kyle. I ventured across land. Uh, okay. I found somebody named Titan Goji when I was looking up reviews for some uh, Godzilla films. Um, and I found this guy, you know, on Instagram, messaged him, asked him if he wanted to, uh, you know, you know, do an interview. Come on. And he said yes. So he, I would, I would say uh, my, my opinion of, on him is that he would, he is a, a deep sea of knowledge of Godzilla and kaiju films and anime alike. Cool. That's awesome. Wow. So and he he's got his own YouTube channel, right, where he goes he and discusses does. different uh, different kaiju films. Yeah, he has a, ba- a very uh, large YouTube channel, a lot of great videos um, on a bunch on tons of Godzilla and Godzilla history. Um, he talks about all this in the interview. We talk about this film, Godzilla nineteen eighty four slash eighty five. Uh, we talk. He brings up a couple points about King Kong versus Godzilla, and um, then we kind of get off track a little bit, but it's it's all related. So. That's really weird because usually we're pretty on track. We're so way on track. I don't, I don't know what you would have done that we would have gotten anybody off track. Yeah, we never say anything wrong or untrue on this podcast either. It's all a fact. It's all facts and everything I say happens in the movie actually happened in the movie. <laughs> there we go. And that will be literally in the middle of this episode. You guys don't even have to skip past all our boring stuff this time. We're going to put okay. it in like... Really soon, so just get wait. ready. You can even just skip. Dive, 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 dive. It's time to turn some merge sideways. 
go Godzilla, go, go Godzilla Godzilla's in your house, Godzilla's in my house He's gonna get you when you go to sleep Godzilla drives a Lambo, you know he ain't cheap Go, what you doing now? Evening in Tokyo, burn it to the ground Fighting King Kong and you fighting Mothra Fight the whole world, you're Godzilla Your God, Zilla, yeah. Cause your God, Zilla, yeah. Go, Godzilla, go, go, Godzilla. Go, Godzilla, go, go, Godzilla. Kyle, I absolutely love that. That's great. So That's much. It's literally Jack Black. Right at the end. Jack Black. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Crazy. It's funny. I showed that. I showed that to my wife in the car. She was trapped with me. I was like, "Hey, check this out." And. Yeah. Uh, she, I told her, I basically told her that I am a poor man's Jack Black. Yeah. <laughs> and then when it ended, I was like, what do you think of the, uh, what do you think of the lightning strike at the end? She's like, I don't get it. It's, it doesn't mix, it doesn't go with the rest of it at all. Right. <laughs> Come on. I recorded that lightning strike from my garage. Like when there was a big storm in the summer, I was out there with this little hand recorder. Wait, that's a real lightning strike sound? Yeah. That is from my garage. A musical genius. Wow. Actually, that's another big secret about this is that you're, so Zach is Jake Gyllenhaal and you are Jack Black. Wonder what you two are. Ooh. Maybe. I'm Jamie. Only time will tell. Jamie from the progressive commercials? Yeah. Right, right. So actually, I should be clear. I am not Jamie from the progressive commercial. Because uh, people may have thought that you were. No, yeah. And I don't want him to like, come after us with like lawyers. Oh, call. Yeah. So uh, oh. three minutes, 30 seconds? Mm. Wait, are we starting it now? So <laughs> we can't. We're going to do something a little new here today, tonight, whenever you're listening. In bed. Here, now. Ooh. Yes. You listen to us in bed. Kudos to you. I don't know what to say about that. But <laughs> Zach and Titan Goji go over quite a bit of the movie in yeah. the interview. So we don't want to double dip and give Jamie too much of an opportunity right. to step all over your toes. So Jamie has a very <clears throat> limited time frame to recap this movie and insert his usual stuff, if you know what I mean. We are giving him three minutes and 30 seconds to recap this film. Don't start again. Uh, no, no, no. I got to take a sip of my kombucha, my booch, as I could say. I was going to say, this is like the, uh, for the listeners, this is like the um, TLDR right. version. Right. Get okay. It. I think I'm ready. So this is Return of Godzilla, a.k.a. Godzilla 1984, <laughs> a.k.a. Godzilla 1985. Perfect. All right. One, two, three, go. We open and we're on a Japanese fishing vessel. And there's a guy on there and he's like, whoa, this is like a major storm. And they're like, oh shit, we're going towards that island. Not an island. Turns out, Godzilla. And there's lightning everywhere and he's getting powered by the lightning. And I'm like, whoa, wait a second. I thought he was like, couldn't do lightning. That was what I heard in Godzilla versus King Kong, but I was wrong. And so anyways, they get all like wrecked and shit and some other guys just sailing around, listening to some bit bopping tunes and he sees this fishing vessel and I was like, what the fuck? And he jumps on there and there are monsters everywhere, like these big like louses, lices. And he finds one person alive. He's like, let's get out of here. Brings him to a hospital and the government like 
takes them away. And his newspaper editor's like, we can't publish any of this. And he's like, it was fucking Godzilla. The guy said Godzilla. And he was like, no, we can't say it. So he runs off and talks to his editor. And his editor's like, the government's like keeping this super duper secret. He's like, what the fuck? So he goes over and he's trying to like dig around and stuff like that. He realizes that like the scientist, there's this like a sister of the guy who was on the boat is there. And he's like, whoa, do you know your brother was like found Godzilla? And she's like, what? And so he takes her over to see this guy. And they like reunited and the government's like, we can't tell anyone. We don't want to like create a panic. Unfortunately, Godzilla's out there, sees a submarine, totally bones this uh, Russian submarine right as the captain pulls out his captain dick and is like, whoa, no. And it like explodes. And then they're like, well, we can't keep the secret anymore because Russia's like, America did it. And America's like, no, we didn't. And they're going to go to war. So Japan's like, no, 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 Godzilla did it. And so everyone's now freaking out and they're like, we're going to nuke Godzilla. This is like Russia and America. And they're like, and Japan's like, slowly roll, don't nuke us. And they, by while, while nuking Godzilla, we're just going to like wait for it. All of a sudden, Godzilla's heading towards Tokyo uh, or heading towards to get some like munch on some nuclear reactors. While there, the scientist is looking at him munching on the reactors. It's like, that was weird. He was going nuts all over this nuclear reactor. Then there was a bunch of birds and he got like all distracted. That's weird. And they're like, oh. He must be, because he's like related to birds, he must go after their migratory network. So now they got a big idea for the next time he attacks. He goes back out to sea, eventually comes back, going into Tokyo Bay. He goes around, he's stumbling and bumbling all over Tokyo, falling into buildings and shit, eating trains, looking at people. People are still everywhere. I don't know why. The scientists and stuff, they're trying to set up this network. They realize it's going to work, but Godzilla's totally like owned them. So they need to get like a helicopter to pick them up. Meanwhile, there's like a special weapon called uh, Super X and it starts shooting cadmium bullets at Godzilla. And you think, whoa, Godzilla just died. This, it, you think we're expecting to say the end on the screen. Not the case. Godzilla's just kind of sleeping in a building. And then they get rescued, go away. Godzilla wakes up again, destroys the Super X machine, destroys a bunch of other people, including this kind of hilarious homeless man who's also a drunk. And the guy and the sister, they're going to totally bone. And they kind of let the scientist and the other guy go off to the island while they are probably having sex and escaping from Godzilla. And then they lure Godzilla over to this island, this volcanic island, using the bird migratory calls. It walks, so Godzilla walks over there, like a total dope. He's looking at this building that's like shooting these things into his face. 10 uh, seconds. The, the bird network. And he's like, I could either go around the rim of this volcano or jump straight into it. He's like, you know what? I'm going to jump straight into this volcano. He jumps in. They set off a new uh, a volcanic eruption. Time. He gets buried. <laughs> Time. There you go. The end. Wow. Beautiful, Ooh. Jamie. You did it. Under the wire. Did you practice that, or did you just do that live? That was off the cuff. I, I'm, I'm powered by Booch. I'm ca- powered by Kombucha right now. Not very a sponsor. impressive. Very impressive. I, I, wow. I, I look at you in a whole new light now, Jamie. Thank you. As if, as if, it's as if it was born again, but not. Well, I guess that really changes things for future episodes, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Makes you wonder about the last eighty-nine. No. <laughs> 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 we really need all that for 89. It would be fun to try to do it, but no. I like doing the longer yeah. ones because then I get to talk oh, okay. more and I get to listen to myself talk when I re-listen to these episodes. Wow. Yeah. Odd thing to say. All right. Well, now, <laughs> Zach, is there anything you want to say before this interview kicks off? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I hope everybody enjoys it. Uh, 
I hope um, you look at, look, go look up Titan Goji. Look at some of his stuff. He's a great guy. Uh, we hope to have him on again sometime. And if you're, if you're sitting there with your finger on your cell phone, stop because you're not going to skip this interview. You know why? Because that is the only place you're going to get some of the answers to questions like Ben asking, who is Godzilla's deadliest foe? When Alex asked, who would win, an army of cats or Godzilla? Mm-hmm. When Jamie asked, is Bowser actually Godzilla? And when Kyle asked what his favorite Godzilla movie is and what his favorite foe is. So if you want those answers to those fabulous questions, I'm not going to tell you. You got to stay tuned. <laughs> Remember, submersion. At Mac East Studios, sometimes we don't have all the answers. In dire times like this, we've decided to call in the very best. Welcome to an interview with an expert. All right, listeners, this is Zach coming in with a new special interview, and I am here with Titan Goji. Hello, everyone. Uh, as uh, as uh, he has mentioned, my name is Titan Goji. Uh, I uh, I have a YouTube channel where I pretty much talk about Japanese monster films, mostly Godzilla-related stuff. Uh, I've, I've also kind of been trying to, like, expand my boundaries when it comes to, like, What's uh, what sort of like content I want to like produce? Uh, I I recently made a video on the first three live action Transformers films, and and I and I also made a review for the film Akira. So, uh, uh, so so it's mainly like Japanese related stuff, but it's been mostly Godzilla. Okay, yeah, it, it, and that's what's kind of that's how I kind of I guess discovered you. Uh, we we were starting this new Godzilla month and I was looking up some videos, some reviews of some of these Godzilla movies that we we're going to watch. And I stumbled across your channel, found you on Twitter, found you on Instagram. So sweet. Love what I see. Love what I've watched. Uh, I, I, I would assume you found me through the history of Godzilla, like review series that I did through the entirety of May. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, because, uh, because like I pretty much just uploaded a review every single day throughout that month. I pretty much covered not only every Godzilla movie, but like some non Godzilla movies as well. So there's Mothra, Rodan, War of the Gargantuas and whatnot. Yeah. And that, and that's pretty much, I started, kind of went down the rabbit hole as they say, and started yeah. going through a bunch of those. Cause yeah, I, I mean, that's, 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 that's pretty much what uh, Godzilla can do to you. Once you start, you can't stop, <laughs> but it's exciting. And then, um, so, you know, and I'm really uh, glad you're here. And thanks again. So no problem. I mean, I'm I'm glad I'm here too. <laughs> yeah, and this is good to kind of more of like a, I guess you could say a specialist. So, uh, listeners, as you know, Kyle and I are the only two that grew up with, grew up watching Godzilla films. And um, Alex, Jamie, and Ben are all new to it, so they're I guess you could say they're kind of critical of <laughs> what we're watching uh, right now. All right. Um, but uh, no, uh, so uh, Titan. Can you tell us about, I guess, how you got into Godzilla and did you grow up watching them? What are your thoughts? Oh, okay. So first time I was introduced to Godzilla was through uh, Godzilla Save the Earth on PlayStation 2. Uh, My dad got it for me and my older brothers. And I'll tell you what, we played the hell out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, my uh, my main was always Godzilla 2000. Uh, my, My brothers were always like Gigan and Rodan. And, and then my dad told us about the Godzilla movie series 
because like because like that was our first exposure to Godzilla. We had no idea there was like this entire like established film franchise. So we we pretty much go to the mall the next day for some Godzilla movies and <laughs> and, and 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 we we got that one classic media Godzilla set. I I can't remember if it was 2002 or 2004 when it originally came out, but it came with a good number of Showa films. And my first Godzilla movie I ever watched was Terror of Mechagodzilla, which uh, which I think is easily one of the best in the entire series. Like it's it's a top 10 for me. Oh, nice! And, and uh, ever since I've, I, I like I've invested myself into this like massive franchise so much. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, I pretty much made a YouTube channel dedicated to it. So <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> and that's interesting to hear that it kind of all started off with a video game for you. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I mean that uh, that like almost never happens. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, and I'm trying to remember because when I was growing up, I had some of those Godzilla games. Is that the one that it was just like one versus one monsters in the cities? Um, well, uh, I, I, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, it can be one versus one. I mean, it can also be two versus two or one okay. against three, three against one, and 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 yeah, there there are like all these stages that that are supposed to replicate like major cities like Tokyo, New York, London, and 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 there and you can also uh, destroy those cities uh, if you want to, uh, which made it even more fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I, I got into Godzilla back just growing up with my dad. He, we would, they'd be on TV and he'd have me watch them. And as a kid, you know, I didn't really care about the dialogue all that much. I was just like, oh, uh, look at these <laughs> giant monsters fighting each other. This is fun. This is cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, pretty, it's pretty much all, all, all it was about, like, like when, <laughs> when you're young. Like, you're just there to see Godzilla and I guess Megalon and Jet Jaguar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you 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 didn't you didn't really care about the humans as much at the time because again, you're still a little kid. You're more attracted to like these uh, these uh, like these sort of like fantastical like creatures. I mean, I'm I'm sure like every uh, kid like 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 had this sort of like attachment to like fantasy creatures like when they're young. You know, like dragons, dinosaurs, and 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 I also I also feel like. Uh, that's that that's kind of like what helped Godzilla become like so uh like enrooted in some people's childhoods. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Titan, right. you mentioned you uh you got a box set from the Showa era, correct? Um yeah, it, it's uh, okay, so it's this box set. It's from Classic Media. Uh it, it, I mean it was, it was like an early 2000s box set. It came with the uh it came with Godzilla King of the Monsters uh the American version of the first movie, not the new one, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, that would be weird. <laughs> uh, it also came with Mothra versus Godzilla, Godzilla's Revenge, and Rodan. And I already mentioned it had Terror of Mecha Godzilla, which was the first one I watched. So we've recorded one episode so far. We did King Kong versus Godzilla. And I kind of talked a little bit about those different eras. Like the Showa era, can you? Right. But you, you definitely know a little bit more than I do. Can you kind of give a brief overview of what those are and kind of like what that means when we say like Showa or Heisei? Okay, so um, <clears throat> okay, so the 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 different eras uh, in Japan normally relate to uh, the like like who like like who is the emperor of Japan at the time? Like the Showa era 
uh, uh, pretty much ties to when Emperor Hirohito was the emperor of uh, Japan through 19... I, I want to say... Let's see. I, I mean, I, I, it, was, it was either mid or late 30s. And that show a period ended in 1989. And then after that was when the Heisei era started. Uh, that, was, that was when they got a they got a new emperor. And that pretty much lasted until, well, uh, last year, actually, 2019. And, okay. And... And, and and now and now currently we are in the Raiwa period. Sorry, go uh, ahead. Uh, okay, so so uh, so essentially, each different era of Godzilla movies are like, are pretty much organized by well which era they were released in. Uh, how, however, there, it can be kind of weird at times because uh, bec- uh, because technically uh, the 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 Heisei era of Godzilla movies lasted. From uh, ni- uh, <clears throat> uh, 1989 all the way up to, let's see, I I I I'd probably say like the the anime trilogy. Uh, though, uh, however, uh, there uh, there there is like a little continuity uh, with uh, with with some of those Heisei films. So a lot of people kind of separate some of those films. Uh, <clears throat> So, uh, so while Godzilla 1984, which is what we're talking about in this episode, while that technically came out during the Showa era, it's usually thrown in with the Heisei films, and and while that's and, and while that's like a more sort of streamlined continuity, uh, uh, like people consider the Heisei Godzilla movies to last from 1984 to 1995 with Godzilla versus Destroya. Okay. And then, and then everything after that is considered the Millennium Era, starting with Godzilla 2000 all the way to Godzilla Final Wars, and and and, and uh, they also like separate the American movies and the anime films as like their own like you know eras, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's kind of what I saw when I was doing research on it too. Okay. Yeah, like 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 it, it kind of seems a little simple at first, but once you like. Uh, cons- consider the fact that these eras are like named after like actual like periods in Japan, and and there's also the technicality that Godzilla '84 is a Showa film, but it's usually classified as a Heisei film. It it, it gets a little confusing, but yeah. but I but I believe that is how Toho officially like organizes it. Is that Showa is from the first Godzilla to Terror Mecha Godzilla? Heisei is from Godzilla '84 to Godzilla vs. Destroya. Millennium is from 2000 to Final Wars. American films are their own thing. Anime films are their own thing. And the Reiwa era, even though it technically didn't come out during the Reiwa era, started with Shin Godzilla. And that's been the only one so far, correct? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I find it interesting how, uh, like, so like Toho Productions, you know, they're definitely not in these different eras. They're, they're definitely not afraid to like take that break. It's not like they're trying to pump out a Godzilla movie every year. Like, I mean, I think there's been multiple like ten year long breaks, right? Between oh some yeah, of these? yeah. There, uh, there, there, there actually, uh, there, there have been like a few uh, hiatuses uh, throughout this series. Like King Kong versus Godzilla came out, uh, like, like. Uh, like over half a year, not not half a year, uh, half a decade after Godzilla raids again, yeah, and, yeah, and and then and then and then after that, they pretty much like 
uh, made a new one like every year. And then after Terror of Mechagodzilla, they took like a 10 year break. And then um, and Godzilla versus Biollante came out like five years after Godzilla 84. And then and then when Godzilla versus King Ghidorah came out in 1991, they started making one per year again uh, after it. <clears throat> actually they, uh, they made one every year up until Godzilla versus Destroya which which was originally going to be like the end of it all and then Godzilla 1998 oh, okay. happened and then they decided to bring it back <laughs> so uh, so yeah <laughs> so, uh, so so we pretty much got the millennium films because we kind of dropped the ball on 1998 <laughs> yeah. so okay so yeah, after I'm, I'm, that I'm really excited to get to that movie because I, I think they even <laughs> Toho even created their own version of the American version, Godzilla, uh, right? Right. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, and yeah. Uh, it, uh, okay, so yeah, uh, they 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 essentially made a little spoof monster named Zilla who appeared in Godzilla: Final Wars just to like kill him off after being on screen for like ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so going back to what I was saying, after nineteen ninety eight. Like the next year was when the millennium era started with Godzilla 2000 and they pretty much made made one per year again with Final Wars. And then and and then that's when like another 10 year break started. And then we got Godzilla 2014, which was been in talks since like, I believe, 2010 or so. Or although technically 2008, since Yoshimitsu Bano was wanting to do like his own IMAX Godzilla movie. And then, and then it was picked up by Legendary. You know, they fiddled around with it, and we eventually got Godzilla 2014 out of it. Okay. Yeah. So and, was there more, um, I guess, more, just because I know there was a lot, a lot of pushback in the 1998 one, was there more, I guess, like collectiveness with them working together, or? Um, <clears throat> well, it's, 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 it's kind of hard to say because, uh, uh, like, uh, uh, be, uh, because because while because uh, while 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 the Millennium series of Godzilla was was kind of made to pretty much like uh, like like pretty much like do like Godzilla right again, uh, it was it was it was, was kind of made at like the wrong time because uh, because I feel like after Godzilla versus Destroya, everyone was just kind of done with uh, the series and and, and while okay. like uh, and while a lot of people did see the Godzilla movies as like this silly, cheesy, like monster movie franchise. Godzilla 1998 only like worsened that, uh, <laughs> that stigma and an effect that, that, that some people have. And so, uh, so while, while the millennium era of Godzilla movies did have some pretty solid films all around, they were just kind of made a little too late. Uh, uh, Cause like, uh, because because while each each Godzilla movie was I mean uh, uh, I, I mean I mean what was was kind of like I, I guess you could say successful like in the box office during the millennium era those numbers like started to decrease with each film okay so um yeah <laughs> yeah that was that uh, so yeah that was pretty bad but <laughs> uh, but 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 thankfully, when Godzilla 2014 came out, that that pretty much gave Godzilla like a big boost in popularity so much that uh, that Toho almost immediately started production on Shin Godzilla. And I think that that's been really uh, very well regarded. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, <clears throat> OK, so Shin Godzilla 
was a huge success in Japan. It like it, like it won numerous like prestigious awards, uh, like and and all these like Japanese like you know film festivals. I, I mean, I don't know about festivals, but like award ceremonies and whatnot. Yeah, that, and uh, yeah. it actually kind of like it, their it, version of Golden Globes and Oscars and stuff. Right? Yeah, like like it 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 actually won. It, it actually won best picture of that year in Japan. Oh wow. Yeah, and then and 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 then when it was, when it was brought over to uh America for its limited theatrical run thanks to Funimation, uh they actually extended its run for, uh, for like for another week. And and I think in some places like a few more weeks. Uh oh, because wow. uh, yeah, be, uh, because like it was so like beloved and highly regarded. And, and 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 I and I believe it's it's like final uh, screening during that run was like wasn't until Christmas that year in Austin, Texas. Wow. So uh, yeah, I mean, a lot like a lot of people you know, love Shin Godzilla, and uh, and originally you know, it, you know it's it's kind of funny because like uh, your previous episode was King Kong versus Godzilla, and until Shin Godzilla came out, that was like. One of the, uh, 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 that was like the highest grossing uh, Godzilla film like at the time. Uh, that that is if you don't count the re-releases of Mothra versus Godzilla, which which I believe is still the highest grossing to this day. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Okay. Well, well, uh, adjusted for inflation, that is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Well, we can so. We already talked about that. We we did record the Godzilla versus King Kong episode, but Titan, was there anything specific you wanted to kind of talk about with that episode? Um, <clears throat> well, uh, well, I I uh, I, I, wa- I watched it last night with uh, with, with my roommate because because I thought I w- uh, because I, I wasn't aware that that y'all already did King Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, was some uh, miscommunication. <laughs> yeah, on my part. I mean, it's 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 all right. So uh, I was I was watching King Kong versus Godzilla with with my roommate last night, and while and while and while, while he's he's not like a huge Godzilla fan as much as I am, he has seen some of the movies and and he, and he kind of likes uh you know what yeah you know, what what he's seen so far, and uh he 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 really did like King Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> he did or he didn't? Uh, he he did not. <laughs> Uh, and, 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 so and, that's yeah so <laughs> I, I i mean i i mean i, I mean I, I don't i don't necessarily like blame him like too much because uh, because i i mean i, I mean i kind of i kind of think king kong versus godzilla isn't that great uh like it like it can be seen as one of those so bad it's good movies or mm-hmm. like or, or like its cheesiness kind of keeps it from like being a bad movie overall <laughs> like, uh, like, uh, uh, like there was, uh, there was, there was this one part where, uh, where, where he was, where he was kind of knocking on like the special effects, uh, during, during, during the scene where, uh, Godzilla emerges from the iceberg, like all the military, like vehicles, like roll out <laughs> and, and, and he was like, wow, can it be any more obvious that they're miniatures? And I was like, do you think that they're just going to afford an entire military force? <laughs> Right. Not to mention it's what 1962. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and 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 the funny thing is he compares it to Independence Day, which came out in like the mid 90s. It's like yeah. I even mentioned 
dude, like that was the nineties. This is the, this is the sixties. You're comparing two completely different eras of special effects here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny though, that you mentioned that about your roommate. So when we did, uh, I can kind of tell you how the episode went, we recorded it and Kyle and I, as I mentioned, we grew up watching Godzilla. So we both gave it uh, every, every week, every time we do an episode, we give ratings for the movies. So it's on a scale of one to 10. Um, in terms of, and we, you know, since it's a submarine podcast, we typically go with like a submarine size, like a you know, 10 foot sub, whatever. But oh, uh, all right. Kyle, Kyle and I both gave him, gave King Kong versus Godzilla like an eight. Oh, we were both right. very impressed. We loved it. We watched it all the time growing up. Alex, Jamie, and Ben, I think they averaged because they had never seen it before and they're not avid Godzilla movie viewers. They averaged around, I think, a four and a half to a five rating. Ooh, so a big I, I, difference. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I mean, on, on, uh, on, on one hand, I can like understand. I, I mean, I, I mean, like there, are, there are times where, uh, like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, there, there are just like these like strange like plot conveniences. The biggest one being Kong having lightning powers, mainly because, <laughs> yeah. like, ma- like mainly because that was meant for Frankenstein, not King Kong. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's something we definitely talked about. Like that, and that just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. So, so, uh, so, so, yeah. Like, like while 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 the writing like isn't great. Uh, like, uh, uh, I, I guess, I, I guess you could say that that Ishiro Honda's directing is pretty good for the most part. And uh, and, and and while and while and while the special effects like haven't necessarily aged well in that movie, uh, I, I I feel like the fact that. Uh, that that they kind of didn't age very well kind of gives the movie its charm because King Kong versus Godzilla it's it's like it's mainly uh, a comedy really like uh, like it's like it's 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 actually it's actually it's actually kind of parodying like the popularity of both monsters while also acting as like a little commentary of like how huge uh television has like become considering that considering that the plot revolves around this failing TV station trying to like boost their ratings uh, uh, like like after they find out about King Kong, pretty much. Yeah, and that was one of the uh, questions we kind of discussed in that in that previous episode was um, the big edits, right? There was the Japanese version of the film, and then the um, the American version of the film. They had the uh, a bunch of different edits, and is that 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 is something that's kind of fairly common, right? Titan, like with with yeah. a lot of them, or yeah, yeah, it's if you it, wanted to kind of speak about that. Yeah, it's uh, it it was it was fairly uh, pretty common during the show era. Like the original, uh, let's see, I, I'm I'm I'm, tr- I'm trying I'm trying to think about how many uh, of these show era Godzilla movies got uh, got like heavy re edits, uh, like uh, because a good handful of them did. Uh, the uh, okay, so uh, as we all know, the original Godzilla was heavily re edited into Godzilla King of the Monsters with Raymond Burr. Yeah, and uh, and 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 while, and 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 while that version of the film doesn't really feel as powerful as the original, like Japanese version, like it's it's it still pretty much gets its like anti-nuclear message across pretty well. Like I'll, I'll like I think I think the only th- the only thing it really takes away from the original is that the effect isn't as powerful because like when you watch the Japanese version, you kind of have that context of. Okay, this is nine years after Hiroshima and Nagasaki, 
and like and and the fact that it's like mainly like focused on the Japanese people just makes it like even more effective. Yeah. And I think that's a real good point you just made. That's something we didn't talk about either was the fact that nine years after that actually happened. So, Oh yeah. And, 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 and not to mention like, like the fear of nuclear war was like a big deal at the time, especially in Japan. And then, and then, and then after that, Godzilla raids again, also, also got, uh, uh, got heavily re-edited into, Gigantus the fire monster now a lot of people don't like that name change but I kind of feel like it has to do with how poorly received Godzilla King of the Monsters was uh, uh, at the time uh, uh, because because uh, like once like once that version came out like not a lot of people liked it very much so I feel like yeah the name change was necessary to pretty much like try and get a bit more profit off of it Although, although, although the the strangest thing they did was that they gave Godzilla and Anguirus the same roar. I never really understood why. I thought that was really weird. That is weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And then King Kong versus Godzilla. It also got re-edited with uh, with American actors. They uh, uh, although I I I I I will I will say that uh, the the. The uh, like like the insertion of American actors in this one kind of takes away the plot a little like uh, like almost to the point where it almost feels like there's no plot. It's just Godzilla and King Kong fighting like uh, yeah. like I, I, I forgot the name of the actor, but it would, it would occasionally cut to this character named Eric Carter and and, and and he and he would pretty much like just spout like random like news stuff and yeah and, and, and like sometimes it would be relevant to the plot it's like okay you see here these are the berries that kong has been eating <laughs> which made him grow bigger it's like i think i already figured that out but all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah because there's that there's the scene in it where he i think that same actor is uh the character is holding up like it looks like a elementary school dinosaur book if you yeah that. and he's like they say godzilla is a combination of the stegosaurus and <laughs> but it, it yeah. does seem like that though it's like they, they created that that like in the american version they added those that entire plot point almost to like i mean i got a sense of like they're just trying to hold my hand through the film just trying to oh, keep it yeah together. totally <laughs> And then there's there's also that one part where it's uh, where it's like you see Godzilla's brain is approximately the size <laughs> of a walnut. How could you have figured that out? <laughs> <laughs> well, Kong is a thinking animal. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's, it's like, uh, okay, is this necessary? <laughs> uh, okay, and then and then and then after that, Mothra versus Godzilla. Uh, did did get re-edited, but like very slightly. The only re-edit was that uh, was that they actually included a new scene that wasn't actually in the original Japanese version. It's a scene of the United States Navy attacking Godzilla, and and it's actually oh, okay. pretty good. And then and then and then after that, for Gitter the Three-Headed Monster, this is like one of the very rare times where I actually prefer the American version over the Japanese version because. Uh, 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 because the way the Japanese version is edited, it like it can like, uh, like uh, like the sense of like which moments are supposed to take place when, kind of feels a little confusing. The American version, okay. the American version, kind of like swaps like some scenes around 
to pretty much like make the story like more coherent. And 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 I and I think that was really good. And then and, and then and then we go to uh, Invasion of Astro Monster, aka Monster Zero, with the legendary Nick Adams. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. There's, there's really like no re-edit to that movie. I just want to mention that Nick Adams is a phenomenal actor. It's, it's a huge shame that that he passed away like not too long after that movie came out. Okay, I, yeah, that's, like, new, that's news to me. I didn't, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, and 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 and, 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 and like the really strange thing is that like his like his death like seems like really like really sketchy uh, because the 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 deaths are. The death certificate uh, says murder, suicide, unknown. The common belief is that is that he like overdosed on drugs, but uh, but apparently those drugs were from his brother, uh, who who said that like even if he like overdosed on them, there's no way he could have died. So huh. it's yeah, it's really weird. In w- which movie was this that he was in? Oh, he was in Monster Zero. Monster Zero. Okay. And uh, let's see. Um, and I, th- I think after that, like, not too many of the Godzilla movies ever had like American edits. Uh, aside from Terror of Mechagodzilla, uh, there's there's a scene in the original Japanese version uh, that that has uh, fake rubber breasts. So it's <laughs> yeah. It, so so yeah. Uh, in 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 the American version, that part was pretty much cut out. And they also included like a little ten minute long like introduction, which I believe was narrated by Henry, uh, Henry Saperstein, who uh, distributed like a good majority of these Godzilla movies to the U.S. Okay. And um, and, uh, and 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 while the little ten minute like introduction does sound pretty cool at first, like it kind of like feels a little unnecessary if you're just marathoning through these films. It's like okay, Godzilla's a dinosaur. I get it. <laughs> He's fought <laughs> monsters, aliens. Can we just go to the movie? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and and that pretty much like brings us to now with Godzilla 1984, or in this case, Godzilla 1985. Uh, for like for this one, I got to give a mad props for bringing back uh, Raymond Burr as as a uh, <clears throat> as Steve Martin not to be confused with the actor Steve Martin <laughs> uh, because uh, because Godzilla 1984 act, uh, actually kind of like acts as like an alternate sequel to the original Godzilla and and I, yeah. I thought I thought that was pretty cool yeah and it's definitely something that I mean we're talking what was was it 30 years I think uh 30 years yeah so I mean the, I'm really surprised they even took the time to get him back I mean really oh yeah <laughs> So it does kind of speak to that. It does definitely help that. Um, oh yeah, the American like, edited one. Like especially considering the fact that Raymond Burr like hi, like highly regarded the original Godzilla as like just a just a great phenomenal film overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and like, in, uh, I'm sorry, keep going. Well, I was gonna say in the in, in 1985 version, I, I believe what I read was that originally when they were um, making the edits for the American release of the film, it was intended, or at least they wanted it to be more of a comedy. And it oh, was, it was yeah. Raymond that specifically said, no, this is, this, this is serious stuff. You know, this is, an, you know, nuclear war, like nuclear weapons. So it needs to oh, be serious. Totally. Yeah. Like, uh, like there are actually moments in Godzilla 1985 where you can actually see 
like his frustration like uh, like uh, like like whenever someone would crack a joke like i i i i believe this one joke was oh my god that's uh that's quite the urban renewal program they got going on there and that's like the exact line yeah and and after that it like cuts to raymond burr's face and he's like really pissed off yeah yeah i just watched i watched it this morning again and he just looks disgusted yeah all right so um uh, also, uh, uh, that, uh, that, all that Dr. Pepper, uh, marketing. <laughs> yeah, that was something I did not remember. I mean, right. I saw this as a kid. So, but watching it now, I mean, it's so in your face. Like, yeah, Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper. And then, um, it made me look up, I guess, a lot of those advertisements that I had, like they created a bunch of TV advertisements with the Dr. Pepper too. Oh yeah, and 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 I also can't help but but laugh about that one scene where uh, where it's 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 just this guy drinking Dr Pepper and and the logo just so happened to be like facing the camera. <laughs> yeah, uh, 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 better drink this can of Dr Pepper in a way where the logo is facing the camera, just so everyone knows that I'm drinking Dr Pepper. Yeah, I would love to know, I guess, more details about that deal and how uh, that all went Same here. And apparently it just wasn't Dr. Pepper. Uh, I remember there being a Honey Nut Cheerios commercial as well. Really? That's yeah. interesting. <laughs> it's funny because yes. growing up, the only like Godzilla advertisements I remember would be from the 1998 Hollywood film, right? With, uh, uh, they, uh, I think, uh, with, uh, with, Taco, with Taco Bell. Bell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big time. Uh, uh, Big my time. Uh, my 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 younger brother actually went to uh, a little vintage shop that that's in Dallas, and and he actually found a Godzilla '98 Taco Bell T-shirt that just so happened to be his size. That's that's spectacular. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 probably the rarest Godzilla item in our collection as of now. That's, that says something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, all right. Uh, anything else? Let's, um, I did, I did want to ask you one question about King Kong versus Godzilla. Cause as we were kind of talking about it, it made me remember you mentioned some of the scenes in that movie and some of the comedy scenes. One of the biggest scenes in that movie that was just like, it just stood out cause it was ridiculous was the smoking on the Island scene. Do you remember that? Oh, oh man. That when they give them cigarettes. Oh <laughs> uh, man. Uh, also, I, 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 uh, in, in case in case it wasn't obvious, those are totally Japanese actors in blackface. Oh yeah, and that's <laughs> another thing we mentioned. We're like, so yeah, <laughs> we're gonna talk about this. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, 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 okay, so apparently, half human was considered being discriminatory, but not King Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so wow, that smoking scene, like it felt so out of place like it's like it's, it <laughs> yeah like it, like it's especially especially when it, when it gets to the part where uh, where they actually give the kid a cigarette like what the hell <laughs> well yeah like they take it so far and they give the kid and then they kind of just like laugh like don't tell your mom and then she <laughs> takes the pack and gets her own cigarette <laughs> like, what she's just smoking with her kid on an island <laughs> like it just it's like you said, it stood out so much that it's like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, we had a pretty good laugh about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> so, yeah, so here we are. So the 1984-1985 um, Godzilla film that we're kind of covering. So this is the first movie, as we kind of talked about, you said it was filmed during the Showa era, but it's still considered kind of like that first movie in the Heisei era. Yes. Uh, yeah, that, because yeah, that's correct. Yeah, the movie following this is kind of, I mean, they make it like a direct sequel to this one, right? Uh, I'm like, sorry, uh, can, uh, can, can, uh, can you repeat that? Yeah, like, so So the 1984-85 uh, Godzilla film, so the Heisei era films, don't they all kind of follow each other in terms oh, yeah. of, like, yeah. chron- chronolo- chronology? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they, uh, they uh, each each one is, is set almost immediately after the other, with the exception of Godzilla versus Biollante, which is five years after Godzilla 1984. Okay. So let's, um, so I guess let's kind of, I guess let's just talk about this movie. Um, so did you want to, which one did you watch? You said, um, um, okay. So, uh, and, 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 and this, and this is mainly due to the availability of the film. Uh, I, uh, I, like, I, I always watch the original, uh, Japanese version of Godzilla mm-hmm. 1984. And, and that's pretty much mainly because Godzilla 1985 isn't as available, like on a uh, home video. As far as I know, it's only been released on VHS. However, I do have a, uh, a bootleg of the film on Blu-ray. And 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 you can you can also watch Godzilla 1985 online, but 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 like when it comes to like official licensed availability, Godzilla 1984, the original Japanese version with the international English dub, is what you'll most likely find. Yeah. Okay. I guess we kind of have to just decide. I guess what do we want to talk about with this film? Um, what what would uh, did we did you kind of want to go through it? Was there any jump out scenes? Um, you mentioned. This was, um, I think, because I watched your YouTube video on the Heisei era, and right. I think you mentioned that this was one of your top films, right? Your Godzilla films? Oh yeah, it's well, uh, uh, okay. So actually, it it it, it, it kind of does like change from time to time. Like uh, originally, this was like my all time favorite, but uh, uh, but now Mothra versus Godzilla is my all time favorite, and that's kind of the thing with the Godzilla series, like. One movie is going to be your favorite. Another movie could be your other because uh, because like there's a Godzilla movie for everyone. Pretty much like every (laughs) almost almost every Godzilla movie is unique in their own way. And so um, and uh, and and during during that video, I did mention that there were like multiple drafts that that they were going through when trying to like revive uh, the Godzilla series uh, in the mid 80s. Uh, I believe the earliest draft was the resurrection of Godzilla, which uh, which 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 essentially is is pretty much I, I believe almost the same movie uh, we got, but uh, but it but it was one of those films where Godzilla would fight another monster named Bakken, who after like several concepts would later be renamed uh, Bakken, and 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 uh, Bakken is like this like strange like hybrid monster creature there's uh, uh, uh there's uh, there's 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 like a water beast bakken a land beast bakken a sky beast bakken and, and they will like combine into like this like strange odd like creature with uh, like like with a fish on its crotch <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> yeah i mean I, it was it was strange 
and 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 then and then and and, and then eventually the creature got like a heavy redesign for uh for, for the uh, for, for like the draft of this one film called Mothra versus Boggin. And then, and 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 for so long, they uh, they've actually like considered to include this monster in one of the films, but uh, but he never did. And his only appearance is in the video game Super Godzilla, which is on the Super Nintendo. And I think is that is that when in the video you said that was the boss, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. So uh, so um, <clears throat> after after several drafts, uh, we we eventually got Godzilla nineteen eighty four or more commonly known as the return of Godzilla to pretty much avoid confusion with the original Godzilla because it's simply titled Godzilla and 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 it's and, and it's directed by Koji Hashimoto who also directed uh, Sayonara Jupiter the same year it's uh, Sayonara Jupiter is an adaptation of uh, of the book by Sakyo Komatsu who also did Submersion of Japan uh, oh. the the, uh, the the book for that and uh it's something. Sayonara Jupiter is it's it's something. <laughs> yeah, I also I also uploaded a review on Sayonara Jupiter like after I did the whole like history of Godzilla month and it's a weird but terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is one I've never seen. Yeah, I I I mean I mean like I I th- I think I think it might be out of print but you can probably find it online somewhere. Yeah. But it's it, it's a weird movie. <laughs> So, uh, so, uh, so yeah, Godzilla nineteen eighty four, directed by Koji Hashimoto. It would also be produced by Tomiyuki Tanaka, uh, who's like who like who's pretty much the guy who created Godzilla. Yeah, and, yeah, and then that and that was his reasoning. Well, for this movie, was he wanted it to go back to kind of like that darker kind of tone, right? Like kind oh, of. Oh, oh yeah, totally. Yeah, and uh, and. And the special effects would be directed by Teriyoshi Nakano, who directed the effects for the for essentially like the latter half of the Showa era Godzilla films. I believe I believe from Hedra to uh, Terror of Mechagodzilla, and and like anything before that, he was he, uh, he was an assistant of special effects to Eiji Tsuburaya. Okay. Yeah. You and, know what's interesting? No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, and uh, and 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 our, and our Another interesting thing to note is that is that Toyoshi Nakano has like his own like distinct style of directing special effects. He he uses a lot of pyrotechnics in his work. So uh, and 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 he really likes to place a lot of emphasis on uh you know on destruction and all that. And you can definitely see that in in some of the earlier Godzilla films, especially the non-Godzilla films like Atragon. And uh <clears throat> so uh yeah, Toyoshi Nakano is essentially the Michael Bay of the Godzilla movies at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Just explosions everywhere. Like, especially with with the two Mechagodzilla movies. There are explosions everywhere. The suits yeah. are on fire. The actors are in danger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing those were just constant action and explosions. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and another thing that's pretty interesting is that uh, while, while he's uncredited... Shinji Higuchi is the assistant special effects director with the 1984 one. Uh, yes, yes, for okay. uh, for, okay. yeah, for, for Godzilla 1984. Uh, Shinji Higuchi, you may know him as the director of well, not the director, but the co director of Shin Godzilla. He also directed the live action Attack on Titan movies, which which I really love. And oh, and I also, didn't know that. Okay, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I, I read in an interview 
in Famous Monsters magazine uh, about about how Teruichi Nakano was essentially like uh, like like his mentor when it came to uh, like doing special effects. So uh, so so like during the set of like Godzilla 1984, uh, like Nakano was essentially like his teacher, like like for that little aspect. That's neat. That's really interesting. Yeah, and then. And uh, <clears throat> I, I, I believe in a little like G fan interview, Shinji Higuchi said uh, that that he pretty much helped uh, Godzilla suit actor Ken Satsuma get in and out of the suit. Yeah. So uh, so like I I, I so yeah, I, I pretty much believe that that he mainly like helped out with like you know the suit stuff. And, and another another interesting thing is that is that I believe in that same interview he did uh, like. He like he, he like he, like he pretty much like wanted uh, Godzilla to be shot from low angles at different points, just like give this like grand sense of scale of the monster throughout the film, which I think was totally effective. Like it really, really worked. I agree completely. Then that's and I know I think technically in this film didn't I think in this film Godzilla's is it eighty feet um, tall? I either eighty or eighty five feet tall. Okay, because I know they upped them in this one, but yeah, and you even mentioned this in your video that, it, I mean, it's it's the guy in the costume, but the the scale of the um like the built the miniature like the buildings right like right. it just looks amazing, <laughs> you know, which was oh, so yeah. surprising <laughs> when I started looking up this movie again before I watched it. It has, I mean, not great reviews, right? Like it's not, oh, yeah. like there's a lot of naysayers with yeah. this movie and I thoroughly and, and, enjoyed it. And and and, and that and that, that pretty much mainly has to do with how a lot of people watched Godzilla nineteen eighty five before the original Japanese version. So that was like okay. the version that, that was the version they had to go off of. And that would make sense then, because those changes and everything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, I should also mention that Shinji Higuchi would also later direct the special effects for the like for the highly praised Gamera trilogy that uh, that occurred during the nineties. Now that I was going to ask you that at the end, but we can talk about this now. So I absolutely love that tril- trilogy. I've got that on Blu-ray, and I love that the the Gamera um, monster, right? That character. Oh yeah. I, I wanted that, to get your I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Like uh, like I, I I mean I mean they they definitely deserve all the praise they get if not they deserve more praise uh they're uh, i mean they're arguably like the greatest like monster movies out there and uh and and director shusuke kaneko um uh shoot i for i i I forgot the name of the screenwriter but it was the same screenwriter who did uh the original ghost in the shell so uh so yes so so him kaneko and higuchi did a phenomenal job like bringing uh, like uh, like uh, like bringing Gamera to uh, to a new light for this new trilogy, and also also really like the lore they establish in this trilogy as well. Like, uh, uh, so uh, there's uh, there's this YouTuber I watch. Uh, I'm I'm good friends with him too. His name is Blue Nova. Uh, he okay. like he he, uh, he made several videos on the Gamera trilogy, and 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 he really like goes deep into like like the Gamera mythos in like some of those. And uh, and I, I I believe I believe uh, comic artist Matt Frank uh, who who does some of the like IDW Godzilla comics who he's also he's also currently doing doing like a Redman comic 
I let's see. He 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 made a Gamera uh comic that uh that was officially licensed by Katakawa. Uh, I I I ha- I haven't really looked into it myself, but uh, but I have heard that that is a pretty solid comic all around. Okay. So uh yeah, Gamera trilogy, check it out. Absolutely, just check it out. <laughs> like yeah, uh, yeah, m- mandatory viewings if you're a huge monster fan. I'll have to ask Kyle to see if he's watched them or not yet too, and if anything, I have to let him borrow my Blu-ray copies because they are phenomenal. And I'll have to check out your buddy's uh, YouTube channel on it. I'd be interested to watch those. Sweet. And and, and again, it's it's Blue Nova. It's B L U. Yeah, B L U N O V A. All right. I have to. I can't. No, do any of those Gamma movies have a submarine in it? Because <laughs> if it does, um, we're gonna have to do one. I'm trying to think. Well, uh, I, let's see. I, I I do know one of them does. I, I forgot which one though. If if not, two of them have, might have submarines. Yeah, <laughs> Who knows? submarines are very common in some of these. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm I'm, well, I'm I am mainly thinking of of the part where they're underwater and they see all of the Gamera skeletons. I'm trying to remember which movie that was. <laughs> like the those older Gamera ones. I haven't seen those since I was a kid, for sure. Those, uh, like, uh, uh, oh, oh, the Showa Gamera films. Yeah, the, those older, older ones. Yeah. Uh, 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 okay, so as 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 many people like to bash on them, I kind of have a soft spot for them. <laughs> I do. I definitely yeah. do. Maybe it's because I kind of, as you know, kid watching with my dad type of thing. But I definitely have a soft spot for him. <laughs> yeah, and and, and uh, let's see. Uh, I, I I definitely enjoy Gamma versus Barugan. I think that's the best of the of the show of films. I also like Gamma versus Giran, Gamma versus Virus, and uh, uh, Gamma versus Jiger is kind of strange because Gamma kind of has an abortion, which is weird. <laughs> I do not. I, I might have missed that one. That does not ring a bell. <laughs> but that is yeah, weird. it's it's something. <laughs> uh, 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 the uh, the 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 American title was Gamma versus Monster X. Uh, you ah. you you might know it with that title. Uh, and uh, although it's it's also kind of funny because there are like multiple Monster X's throughout like Japanese media. There's Jiger who's named Monster X. There's the X from Outer Space. Then there's Monster X from Godzilla: Final <laughs> Wars. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so uh, they, they, that's definitely not confusing. <laughs> Japan loves the letter X. There's Ultraman. Uh, I don't X. think there's been an <laughs> Ultraman X. I don't. I can't. I don't think. Has there been any Gamera movies since the '90s? That trilogy. Uh, there, there, there was Gamera the Brave, which came out 2006, and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's essentially the Iron Giant, both Gamera, but, uh, but it's, but it's all around a pretty solid film. Okay, I have not seen that one. Yeah, and uh, let's see. Oh yeah, the there's there's also like a little fiftieth anniversary, uh, like three or five minute short Gamera film, which uh, which a lot of people confuse to be like a trailer for a new Gamera movie that's coming out, which 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 that that wasn't really the case. It was it was like a fiftieth anniversary celebration. Okay. So yeah, there. Uh, so yeah, there's there's pretty much that. Oh. Uh, I, I be- okay, so are you familiar with Arrow Video? No. Okay, so uh, I I believe they will be releasing a complete Gamera collection sometime in the summer, and uh and a, a, a part of me hopes that it's not a UK exclusive because Arrow Video does have like its UK exclusives, 
like like the Vengeance trilogy, which has uh, like which has Old Boy in it, and and that's and that's not available in the U.S. So uh, I, I I hope it's not just a UK exclusive. Yeah, that'd be great if it was released internationally. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, if that Criterion Godzilla set was released in the UK and the US, I mean, that Gamera set's gotta like come here too. Yeah, I I'd hope so. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. Yeah. All right, let's bring it back to the Godzilla though. <laughs> we could probably right. get off off track all night. And I will say at this point. Why did Submersion pick this movie to watch? It's because of a short little scene. I believe the only submarine in this movie is the um, uh, the Russian sub scene. And right. And um, oh, uh, I'm sorry. Keep going. No, <laughs> and, that, and, that, and that's that's pretty much it, right? Um, it's, yeah. It's that's kind of like what and that's kind of what I liked about this movie though was that the, like, you know they had, you had the um, Japanese government. And they're kind of like that middleman. And I really liked how they played off, you know, the, the, the United States and the Russians, the USSR, because of um, the whole, you know, them just wanting, oh, let's just go nuke them. Let's use our nuclear weapons. And Japanese is like, you know, Japan's like, no. And that, um, you probably know his name, but the actor that played, I believe, the Japanese prime minister, I thought he was great in this movie. Uh, let's, let's see. Uh, Keiju Kobayashi, who there I believe go. was... I believe he was also in Submersion of Japan, but uh, but yeah, uh, that uh, that uh, that scene with the Russian sub, while many people can view it as like just a simple throwaway scene, it actually does like at, like 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 ha- like have a lot of historical significance to the film because at the time Japan was essentially caught between uh, the United States and the USSR during the Cold War. Yeah, and, and, and that's and, what that's what and, I liked about this movie, and that was one of the questions I was going to ask you. Um, oh, it was about the submarine. Oh, it'll come to me. <laughs> you, go right. ahead, Titan. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, it's it, it's uh, so uh, so so yeah, like like that whole subplot of uh, of America and Russia wanting to use nuclear weapons on on like uh, Japanese soil does does essentially like cause like a lot of uh, like, like, <clears throat> uh, like, uh, like it, it essentially does 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 cause a lot of uh, disturbance. You know, again, Japan was essentially caught between uh, America and the USS, uh, USSR during the Cold War. So while America and Russia are pro nuclear, uh, J- uh, Japan is essentially like anti nuclear. Like after World War II, they pretty much like banned the use of nuclear weapons, and 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 uh, uh, and. And it also, it also it also brings it brings back that anti nuclear message that Godzilla had in the first place. I, I mean, you have a country who was the first to experience like the horrors of nuclear fallout and devastation that that it really left a huge impression on the nation. So yeah, that, and that's, so yeah that, that 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 really makes that aspect of the film like really powerful. Yeah, exactly. It's like it, it goes back to its roots right like that's what this film did and that's why i was so still so surprised to see i guess i don't want to say hate but just negative attitudes towards this film because i thought it was just done really well and even in your video that you did on youtube like when you talked about the emotional scene like at the end and the volcano i mean it is like this was (laughs) i think this is a very well done godzilla film and i'm really interested to see i'm i'll have to let you know how uh, kyle rates this and and then compare it to what ben Alex and Jamie rated as because right, uh, I'm, I'm, this I'm one's up so, there for me. 
I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a sip of some water real quick. I'm kind of losing my voice oh, here. <clears throat> okay, so uh, oh, shoot, I, I had one thing on my mind, but I was thinking about my water. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I know yeah, we've kind of covered a, a lot of this movie. Um, I guess oh, in oh, yeah. terms of yeah, I I, I, go I ahead. remember now. Okay, so uh, like uh, like. Uh, Godzilla 1984 is essentially like a modernized remake of the original, uh, well, modernized at the time, I mean, because, you know, it was the 80s. It's it's 2020 right now. Modernized would <laughs> really sound right. So, yeah, it, like, so like, it's 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 almost like a soft reboot in a sense, but but there is enough to, like, make it uh, different uh, uh, because, one, it is it is a follow up to the original Godzilla and I also really like how, like how instead of making Godzilla like just a symbol of nuclear devastation, like the original did, they also uh, uh, they also gave him like more of a character in this film, like uh, uh, like uh, like especially especially during the ending, you kind of get a sense that Godzilla is like this tragic being who is lost in our time. Yes, exactly. And, I agree and, uh, with you one hundred percent. Oh yeah, and and a huge part of that has to go with how the suit is designed. Now, now I know there are, there's like puppets and that cybot Godzilla, but uh, uh, but by but my my personal favorite Godzilla suit, yeah, Godzilla suit is that Godzilla 1984 suit, which is named 84 Goji because uh, because I, because I feel like I feel like that suit convey, conveys so much so much emotion. Uh, 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 like uh, like uh, like uh, uh, like like that scene after after he reawakens and, and like goes to take down the super X like you can tell that he is just pissed off. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, exactly. Like you can sense the anger. It. Yeah. And and and, uh, and there's also there's also that one part where uh, where 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 he's kind of looking up at, at like at, at like the flock of seagulls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and, 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 and he's, and he's kind of like, has this like little sense of curiosity about him. There's all, there's also, there's also a little moment where, where he, where he kind of looks through the window and, and, and you see, you see that one, that, that one guy, like, I, 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 I forgot his name, but, but he's like the funny guy in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. He's the one that he's like talking to Godzilla. Is that the one? Yeah. It's just like, who are you to, who, who are you to come here or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> But I agree with you, though. It's like when he looks at the birds, you know, I can see how some people be like, oh, that's corny. That's lame. But it's like, well, no, it shows like that childlike innocence, just like curiosity and just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you said, he's lost in our time, you know, and that's what it's. It's not just here's a monster killing everybody. We got to destroy it. It's like, no, there's another level to this. There's yeah. depth to Godzilla yeah. for once. And oh, really yeah, like Totally. It. Let's see. Uh, what else is there to talk about? <laughs> I'm trying to think um, if yeah. there's anything else to really specifically uh, talk about that film. Um, I get you did mention special effects, though. I feel like the special effects, the miniatures, you know, I think it, it was done really well here. You know, oh, I, I, oh yeah, I, totally. I mean, and, uh, you know, and you and can go. Uh, and uh, I, I, I actually really like how, how like the skyscrapers are larger than Godzilla himself. Like it really yes. just adds to like how huge he is. But at the same time, like those like it, it, again, it, it, it does tie back to Godzilla being a creature lost in our time sort of deal. Like 
like uh, like considering the fact that Godzilla's normally shot from low like low angles, the buildings are taller than him. It, it kind of adds this like little sense of like you know adventurous wonder like to it, and um, and, that, <clears throat> and yeah. also, also like I. I really, I really love that shot where you see like Godzilla's reflection through, uh, like through that one building. Like, I, like I, th- I thought, I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, and earlier I mentioned that uh, that Godzilla, that Godzilla has been portrayed uh, in the film in multiple different ways. There's, there was the suit, uh, a puppet that uh, that they used for like, like, like for some shots. And then, and then they used a Cybot Godzilla suit, which is essentially like a giant, like animatronic Godzilla, uh, which, yeah. uh, which, uh, which, 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 which they mainly use for close-ups. And uh, and and uh, and as as much as I love the film, that's probably like uh, that's that's pro- it's probably like the one thing I don't like about it is because like when like when it does change to the Cybot Godzilla suit, it's it's so obvious. Yeah, that's a good point. You, when it's zoomed in that close, you can see the yeah differences like, in detail. Yeah, 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 like it's it's a totally different face. And uh, and 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 they also made a life sized Godzilla foot for the movie that they was used in a few shots. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, and uh, and 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 uh, and I also want to go back to I mean I mean not just the miniatures but like the production design all around I thought the production design was uh, was done really well especially towards the end where uh, uh, where like where Godzilla has essentially done his rampage like 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 everything looks like dark like it's it's like apocalyptic and, yeah and and honestly just depressing to look at but so powerful at the same time absolutely absolutely it's just a darker like a grim film <laughs> yeah <laughs> not, you're not like i remember um you know so like king kong versus godzilla like there's just you know com- like the even the fights between those two are like comical and some ridiculous stuff was happening this there just yeah. wasn't which is good though i mean that's what it needed like it was just dark it wasn't happy people aren't it's not like everyone's cheering at the end it's like no this is just <laughs> like when yeah. i liked when they did the shots of like the close-ups of um um, I believe I think it was it all the members or like the top members of the Japanese government or something like when they were watching the screen. Oh, you yeah. You could see like the red reflection. I mean, it's not happy. It's emotional. <laughs> I think oh, you even yeah. said that in your video. <laughs> and and and, uh, and I, 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 I'm not sure if I mentioned this in, in my video, uh, but uh, but uh, uh, but the one but the one thing I would say that Godzilla 1985, the American version has over. 84 is the speech that Raymond Burr gives at the end of the film. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, uh, I, I mean, uh, although, although I don't mind that it isn't in the original Japanese version, I feel like, uh, it, like, I, I feel like that speech alone makes the American version worthwhile. That's a great point. It's, yeah. it's not that the, the 1984 one like needed it, but it complemented the American one very well. Was, oh, Absolutely. He definitely wasn't just some, you know, like, oh, look, they brought him back, whatever. No, his character was meaningful and, and it expressed <laughs> in a very yeah. important message. So, uh, 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 oh, yeah, there was uh, uh, there was uh, there, uh, there was also that uh, uh, there was also that mutated uh, sea lice or louse lice. I, I mean, I don't know what it's called, uh, like at, like near the beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, 
I thought that was pretty scary. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I like, mean, I don't think it kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> oh yeah, like like it's 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 like it's like on one hand, it's it's a pretty frightening scene, but on the other, it's like it's almost like a totally different movie. <laughs> Yeah, and that's you know what that, but that's what I like when I see when they kind of incorporate those other things. Like even going back to King Kong versus Godzilla, like they included that entire scene with the octopus, and like it didn't need that scene, but it was really well done, and I and I love. Oh yeah, it. <laughs> just kind yeah. of showing you what else is out there, right? Like there's still these other mutations, these other creatures. Yeah. And and and, uh, and also 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 like how they pretty much like stuck with the fact that Godzilla is like able to like contaminate with you know like with the radiation that that he like feasts upon because uh, because like uh, because that was that was an idea mentioned in the original 1954 Godzilla that was never really like brought up ever again after that and they hint they hint they use that a lot in the uh, the newer Hollywood films. Oh, right. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Um, oh yeah, uh, earlier we mentioned Keiju Kobayashi as the prime minister who like who, who definitely has who's definitely like the best character in this film overall. Uh, how, how did you feel as wait, not as uh, how do you feel about Ken Tanaka as Goromaki? Who's like who's who's like the main uh, reporter character? So I liked the character. I. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I I liked him too. Yeah, I mean, like I know online, you know, I try not to, you know, make my opinion on others' reviews, but <laughs> people said like some of these characters didn't have substance or depth, but I, I liked him. I, I felt like he was just, he was a good addition to the film, drove the plot along, and I thought he was good. I thought he did a great job. Yeah, and uh, also, uh, also, also kind of feel like uh, when what when. When you're when you're discussing like a, a matter similar to like nuclear weapons, uh, and 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 especially if it's like a Japanese film, and you have a monster that sort of like represents the fear of nuclear weapons, I feel like it's it and and I can also say this about the original Godzilla and even Shin Godzilla, since uh, since they're since they're essentially like you know mirrors uh, of uh, of each other in in almost a sense. I, I've, I feel like it's it's a really good idea to like put it through like a very like human perspective like 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 uh, like like you have main characters who don't like, like like they have their place in the world but they don't necessarily like feel significant and they're pretty much caught in like like uh, like within the turmoil that this uh, like that this monster is creating like upon the nation mm-hmm and that's yeah. you bring up a great point. And that and it just it just triggered a memory from the movie was I loved the scene, how they incorporated. It was really short, but they like showed like the subway. Right. And like oh, the yeah. train station and the airport. And they showed the people's fear and them like panicking and leaving and trying to get out of get out of Tokyo really quick. And that yeah. was just showed you the. It, you know, the impact of this, right? Like how, how, oh, yeah. how it can spread and which related to the earlier scene with the, um, with, with the, with the, uh, uh, the Ken character where he's like, I want to do the story. And he's like, well, no, it's going to cause a panic. We can't, we can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I also, I also want to mention how this movie has a Goromaki and Shin Godzilla has like its own Goromaki. I'm sorry. T- sorry, uh, t- my volume just cut out. What did you say? Uh, uh, like I, I, I kind of find it funny how 
This movie has a Goromaki, Son of Godzilla has a Goromaki, and Shin Godzilla oh, has a yeah. Goromaki. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, there's emphasis on that character, <laughs> that style. <clears throat> and see, uh, there, uh, there's also uh, Yasuko Sawaguchi as Naoko Okamura, who uh, sh- uh, who is the the sister of of a of Hiroshi Okamura, played by Shin, uh, Shin Takuma. And uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know why, but in Godzilla 1985, they like they 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 renamed Hiroshi uh, with Kenny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, th- I thought that was weird. I, I, I mean, I didn't even catch on until I looked at because you know I watched the I watched the 1985 version most recently, and then looking it up and watching you know reviews and clips from the from the 1984 version, um, I never really pieced that together. <laughs> like that's that's just so, an uh, odd choice. So uh, so, uh, so yeah, um, uh, I. Uh, like a, 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 a lot of people don't like the the Naoko character. They uh, like a lot of people feel feel like she doesn't really like serve much of a purpose to the story. But again, uh, I, I do feel like you know, w- with a movie like this, you want to have people who feel like very human. You really like want to feel the emotions uh, that 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 pretty much uh, go through their head when they're trying to like deal with the fact that there's a giant monster uh, like in Japan that's destroying everything. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I I I I I do feel like Naoko was was a, was a pretty solid side character, and uh, same uh, same same with uh, Hiroshi, who uh, who is uh, the the uh, 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 the character that Goro essentially like saves uh, like uh, fr- from that little abandoned yacht where uh, where, the, where that mutated sea louse was. Yeah, and uh and and, and there's there's also uh. Uh, Yosuke Natsuki as Doctor Makoto Hayashida, uh, who uh, who's who's uh, who's uh, who's a guy who pretty much like uh, cr- uh, creates a little device to uh, replicate uh, like uh, those like those bird calls to pretty much attract Godzilla to the volcano. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, uh, personally, I feel like the movie. I wish the movie did have more of him. I, I, I found him to be a pretty interesting character. Uh, and 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 same with the actor himself, uh, Yosuke Natsuki. I mean, I, I kind of wish he was he was he was in there a little more because uh, because in the original Godzilla, you do have. Um, uh, I'm sorry, my my roommate just walked in. Uh, that oh, sound of the door sound of the door probably got in the audio in there. Okay, so uh, okay, so as as I was saying, I kind of wish uh, Doctor Hayashida did have a bigger presence in Godzilla 1984. Uh, because uh, going back to the original Godzilla, Doctor Sarazawa was a major, major part in the original film. Uh, yeah, he's he's the one who created the oxygen destroyer, and, and it's pretty much like he he was essentially like uh, the symbol of how like mankind can can create such a powerful like destructive weapon, but should it be used? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, I, 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 I kind of feel like that that was an element that that I wish uh, got carried over. But uh, how do you feel about uh, about the character or other characters overall? You know, I mean, we kind of talked about it a lot, but I, I, the character that stood out the most was the prime minister to me. I enjoyed his screen time the most. Oh, absolutely! Um, it, 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 you, you can you can definitely like feel like the pressure. Uh, that uh, that the United States and the and the and the USSR are like putting upon him to like use nuclear weapons to get rid of Godzilla when Japan is a very like anti-nuclear nation. 
Yeah, and that's like, it went to that one scene where they did those quick cuts back and forth, kind of like, it reminded me of kind of like the, you know, like the whole heaven and hell on the shoulders type of thing. Where right. Where it would like show it from one, from like his left view and his right view, and they just kept kind of like pulling back and forth like a tug of war match. I just, oh, yeah. <laughs> I just really liked that. I thought that was really good. Really well done. All right. So, um, let's see. Anything else we should talk about here? Yeah, I guess. Um, oh, there's uh, anything. Yeah, go ahead, Tom. Uh, how, how do you feel about the scoring by, let's see, looking up his name here. Oh, uh, let's see. What is it? Uh, it's it's a Reijiro Koroku. Uh, he he did the scoring for this movie, and uh, well, well, I mean, a lot of people, including myself, are used to the scoring of Akira Fukubi. I I, I honestly really like uh, 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 Reijiro's scoring for this movie. Uh, I I like I, I well like while it's not like as iconic as uh, Akira Fukubi's scoring in the other movies, I feel like it still like produces that same effect. I feel like the main theme for Godzilla 1984 is just as powerful as as like the Godzilla theme, like like we all know. I think he did a, a great job as well. Uh, even from like the opening credits. Oh it yeah, just, it's not it's, a happy it's, movie, it, right? I mean, yeah, those, it, like it's it, it's just chilling. Exactly, it is chilling. That's a good way to describe it. Um, so I think he did a really a really great job. Um, and uh. Oh yeah, there's uh, there uh, there's there's also the song that plays during the credits. It's okay. I'm 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 looking at, I'm looking at I'm okay. I'm looking at the Wikizilla page. It says Godzilla. Wait, actually, oh, I, I'm actually thinking of something else. Uh, okay, the song is called uh, "Goodbye Lover." It's performed by uh, Yasuko Yasuko Sawaguchi uh, herself, and uh, and I believe the one in the film is goodbye godzilla which i believe it's a it's the same song but they changed the word lover to godzilla oh that's interesting <laughs> yeah uh, yeah that uh i uh, i mean i'll tell you i i was not aware of that uh oh before not this. at all yeah like i, I just <laughs> found this out i'll have to go back and listen to it after we're done yeah. <laughs> curious to kind of try to pay more attention to it that's interesting <laughs> let's see yeah. um Oh, oh yeah, uh, Godzilla 1985 was produced by Tony Randall, who you may know as the director of Hellraisers two and three. Okay. So I, I mean, I mean, I, I thought I thought that was a pretty interesting thing to note. I mean, I, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I'm guilty of not having seen the Hellraiser movies, but I, I do know a lot of people love the Hellraiser films, so I thought I'd mention it. No, that's a great thing to mention. Those are two. I think that's Pinhead, correct? Uh, yes, Pinhead. Yeah. I have not seen those movies either, but they I know they're really popular. Oh, yeah. Well, Titan, I know we're kind of wrapping up the movie. Um, um, yeah, I mean, would you we, be comfortable giving your giving it a uh, giving it a one to ten ranking? OK, <clears throat> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pretty much give my overall consensus on the film Return of Godzilla or Godzilla 1984, uh, whichever you want to call it. It's I mean, it's just an amazing film all around like uh like it like it was like it's 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 an incredible it's incredible way to bring the godzilla series back to its more darker anti-nuclear roots i really like koji hajimoto's directing in the film i i mean i love the writing like the action special effects the scoring 
and uh, it had it had some pretty solid characters all around, and 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 this and this is like the one Godzilla movie I always find myself going back to, and uh, and and also say while uh, like as good as the original Godzilla movie is, there are people out there who don't uh, really have a fondness for black and white films. And because of that, I find Return of Godzilla to be the perfect alternative for that. I mean, it's I mean, it's almost the same movie, just with a more modern touch to it. And and again, there's also the fact that they made Godzilla like like more of a character instead of being just a symbol of nuclear devastation. So overall, mm-hmm. I would give Return of Godzilla a nine out of ten. Boom! There it is. Nice. All right. Well, listeners, I'm going to I'll give my review here or my rank, my rating here. I'm also going to give it to when uh, we record with the rest of the submersion co-hosts. But I'm going to give so I gave King Kong versus Godzilla. I gave that an eight point two. Really love that movie. But this one. Oh, we're, we're going. This, we're go, well, we're going with decimals. All right. <laughs> I know. Right? We, <laughs> we do that on submersion just to. Just to tilt the scales, I guess. But um, all right, <laughs> I'm gonna. This is going up. This is going higher than than that one. This one is one I could definitely. I, I thoroughly enjoyed revisiting this film, and after talking with you and just going over all these points, I'm like, you know what? Actually, I like going into this uh, talk we're having Titan. I was like, oh, I really like this movie. But after even discussing it more, I'm like, wow, I think I really like this movie. So I'm gonna go up there with you. I'm gonna give it a nine. Absolutely. Nice. <laughs> Definitely a nine. So I, this is one. So one of the questions I wanted to ask you, Titan, was let's say um, you had a complete outsider to the Godzilla franchise. So, you know, kind of like Ben, Jamie and uh, and Alex, where would you what would you start them with? Would, would, this, would it be this film to kind of introduce them to the franchise or would it be a different one? Well, as, as I said earlier, the original Godzilla, it's I mean, it's like it's a very very like like well-made film like it definitely has its place in like in japanese pop culture it also has its place in cinema but uh, but at the same time there are people who aren't very fond of black and white films so uh, so i i would say return of godzilla is like a very good alternative to that because it has like more modernized touch uh how uh, and 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 like and like just just for the sake of like like modernity, I would also recommend Shin Godzilla as as like as like a film for a newcomer since uh, since since like those three movies essentially have like a very similar story, but like very similar themes to it as well. And um, and and, and well, <clears throat> let's see. Um, and 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 and, and, I, and I mentioned this like way early in the episode is that. Each Godzilla movie is very unique in their own way. There will be movies that appeal to some people, movies that don't appeal to some people. So essentially, there's like there's a Godzilla movie for everyone. It just kind of takes <laughs> some digging around and finding, like like uh, like which ones do you like? Do you do you like Godzilla movies with yeah uh, with like even uh you know sillier goofier plots do you like alien invasions do you like political dramas uh, do you like island adventures i mean do you, <laughs> i mean uh, do you, uh, do you, do you like i don't know messages about pollution <laughs> and uh 
and or or do you just like monster battles all around and you just want to watch godzilla movies for the monster battles i feel like that's a that could be a tagline for the franchise just wherever you are in the world there's a godzilla movie for you yeah yeah pretty much (laughs) all right well titan so we kind of covered the movie. Um, did we? Go, I know I sent you some questions that some of the other co-hosts and myself had. Did you want to spend some time and kind of go through some of these? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I, I I don't have the questions with me right now since I'm uh, I'm recording with my phone and uh, I'm I'm not used to the computer version of Instagram. So uh, yeah, feel oh, free I, to uh, feel free to roll through them. Yeah, I've got some here. I've got them right in front of me. So um, some of them are fun. Some of them are goofy. Um. But so our one co-host, Ben, asks, who is Godzilla's deadliest foe? Um, <clears throat> let's see. Definitely King Ghidorah. I, I, I'll, I'll, th- I'll think you can get any more iconic as that. While Godzilla has fought stronger opponents before, uh, King Ghidorah has definitely like rooted himself pretty deep into the Godzilla mythos as this galaxy-destroying space dragon and 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 he essentially what kickstarted Godzilla from being like uh, like the symbol of terror to being like a protector of the earth. Okay, he's definitely one of my favorite ones. That's for oh, sure. I, 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 I love I, I, absolutely. Uh, in fact, uh, Toho actually has like a big five for Godzilla, which is Godzilla, King Ghidorah, Rodan Mothra, and Mechagodzilla. Like those are Toho's big five. That's and that's interesting because what four of those five were in the most recent um, Hollywood film? Oh yeah, <laughs> Godzilla and, King of the Monsters. Yeah, and 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 the fifth one was in Ready Player One, which is another Warner Brothers film. Oh yeah, yeah. And that may or may not tell us something. <laughs> <laughs> Hence, people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Alex asks. It's a little bit of a goofy one. But that's our boy Alex. Who would win? An army of cats or Godzilla? How many cats are we talking here? <laughs> so if I know Alex like I think I do, an army of cats would be in the let's say let's say a hundred thousand cats. Okay, so well uh well well Godzilla definitely has the advantage to win in a fight against a hundred thousand cats at the same time <laughs> i kind of feel like there could be just enough cats to wear him down to the point where the cats would end up having an upper hand despite suffering so many casualties uh i i can't help but think about that one scene in godzilla versus megagirus where he's fighting all like the all like the little meganulas that are like you know like getting all over him he's like struggling like like, like he's really struggling with that, and all it took was like a black hole gun, like from space, to pretty much like end it. So, a hundred thousand cats definitely have a chance. <laughs> I'd like to see those Vegas odds. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, next question. Jamie asks: Is Bowser actually Godzilla? I mean, have you ever seen Bowser and Godzilla in the same room together? I know. <laughs> that's an easy one there jamie <laughs> yeah um kyle does ask what's your favorite what's your uh, oh you already said this one right your current favorite godzilla movie is um uh, the mothra uh yeah mothra versus godzilla is my favorite actually yep alex asks another question which i think this is a this is a really good question do you think there what would it take for there to be an oscar winning godzilla film um 
Well, uh, I, I, I mean, I mean, considering the fact that the Oscars would rather pick Cats as a <laughs> as as a worthy contender oh. for best special effects over Godzilla: King of the Monsters, I don't know what to say. <laughs> That's that, that that sentence right there almost says it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, oh, which geez. which which pretty much tells you that the Oscars have become a joke, right? <laughs> Godzilla, the, you're better off. <laughs> yes. uh, the, uh, like uh, and though, though funny enough, like the closest it's actually like gotten to that was when Shin Godzilla won like the award for best picture, like in the Japan Film Awards. Okay. Uh, a couple more that I had. So, you know, this is submersion. This is a submarine podcast, listeners. So I have a question. How important do you think, Titan, are submarines in the Godzilla universe? Well, um, <clears throat> uh, I, I'd, I'd say when you're dealing with with a threat like Godzilla, you're you're pretty much going to need all the resources you have to fend them off. So I'd say submarines are a huge necessity to that, especially since Godzilla likes to travel underwater at times i mean it's 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 a very good way of tracking him and and uh you know just just saying like what he's up to i mean as as long as long as you're not using a nuclear submarine you're fine (laughs) 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 oh and uh the next question kind of to to tag on with that is what would it take for a submarine to take down godzilla i mean or, uh, or mean, is it possible? Uh, well, uh, from from what I've seen, it's not possible unless it's the Gatengo, <laughs> which is a which is a flying submarine with a drill on the front. Well, that sounds awesome. <laughs> and, and 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 actually, the Gotengo did take down Godzilla in Final Wars at the beginning. Ooh, there we go. I think is that uh, our Godzilla movie? Was I'm trying to think which ones we picked for the month. Yeah, uh, you, I, was that Final Wars you said? Yeah, yeah, Final Wars. Yes, we are doing that one. Godzilla nice. Final Wars, so we're definitely doing that one. Yeah. Okay, well, Titan, that's kind of all the questions um, that the the other hosts had that I kind of had. Um, did you have uh, any anything else you wanted to kind of discuss or mention? Um, can I shameless plug here? Absolutely. <laughs> Take all the time you need. Okay, so... Uh, again, I am Titan Goji. I have a YouTube channel where I essentially talk about uh, Japanese films and shows. Uh, mostly, I've I've made kaiju videos, and most of those kaiju videos are Godzilla related. So feel free to check me out on YouTube. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter or Facebook, and uh, <clears throat> also have a Patreon. And, and once I reach enough patrons, I'll do a review on the Tokusatsu series Red Man from Tsuburaya Productions. And also have a tea public where I sell t-shirt designs. Recently, I did a design celebrating the 55th anniversary of Gamera. So uh, yeah, feel free to check me out in all those places. All right, listeners, this was another Submersion interview episode. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you again. See you guys. I shop. <gasps> yes. Great interview, Zach. Thank you, Titan Goji, for being on. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Super fan of the show. We know you listen to everything that we've ever done. So thank <laughs> you for that. And 
I think now it's time that we get in to some of our ratings and how we felt about this movie, Godzilla 1984, 1985, whatever, Return of Godzilla. If you can remember that three-minute recap Jamie just did a long time ago. Yeah. Who wants to go first? Godzilla! wants to go first take it away Godzilla <sighs> well I really enjoyed being in this episode <laughs> I give my performance a 10 <laughs> not a 12 oh that <laughs> couldn't do it again he's <laughs> gonna be bleeding from his vocal cords if he does that too much yeah I'm gonna take a sip of my seltzer water the booch. Ooh. All right. I can go first. Whatever. We'll get this. I mean, second. Thank you, Godzilla. That was nice. beautiful. Yeah. yeah, second. No problem. So this movie is sequel to a movie from 30 years prior. And to get pumped up for this movie, I did watch Gojira, the original Japanese version. And I think it really helped feed in... I don't know. I've been on this like Godzilla kick since we started this month, and it's really fueled this fire inside of me that I, <laughs> I just love Godzilla. Uh, I even got a couple books about Godzilla, guys. That's wow. awesome. Books, books, guys. No, so you don't read? Yeah, I don't think. I are they are they picture books? What are they? Um, two of them are graphic novels. Yes. Oh, good. So, uh, <laughs> and then the third one is something else, but I'll delve into that later. Not this episode. But oh, one of those. everything going on in this, I don't know. It's 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 pretty wild, you know? You look at the movie we just watched, Godzilla vs. King Kong. That one, I feel like, has more of a comedy-type right. aspect to it with all the advertisers and stuff. And then you watch a film like Gojira, and then you watch this one. These are much more serious, so it's in like an entirely different vein i guess in the godzilla universe something i don't even remember if it was ever explained what the heck those little monsters were on the ship does anybody remember that in the they, so they were they were mutant lice that were living on godzilla's body those were lice yeah so they got real That's big gross. because they were drinking his uh, uh nuclear blood or whatever nuclear <laughs> blood, blood. <laughs> yeah all right well it's i guess science, that guys, makes sense science. just like trust <laughs> it me. is science thanks jim Science. Uh, but there was a lot going on, and I I actually really enjoyed this film. I thought it was kind of fun. You saw the aspects. I thought it was so funny when U.S. and Russia both came in and were like, we want to nuke this thing before it kills us. And Japan's like, yeah, it's on our land. Like, you're going to nuke us. And they're like, we don't care. we got to take the monster down. And then eventually they're like, okay, let's stop. Let's not do that. A uh, lot of good stuff going on. I didn't like this film as much as I liked the original Gojira, but whatever. What can I say? I don't think I can rate this one as high as what I gave King Kong vs. Godzilla, just due to the uh, the nostalgia factor involved with that one. But mm. I'm going to come in this one like a 6.5. Nice. I can go next, I think. Um so I like this one better than um, 
King Kong versus Godzilla. What did I give you that one? You didn't watch the Japanese one, though, right? No. Did I get that one? You just watched the American one. Did I get that one a six? I, gave, I, I watched a, a lot of the Japanese one of that one. I, I, I agree. You gave that better. one like a, you you gave five it and one a half. nine and a half. Five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah. So I didn't. I, I like this one better. It's very long. It's too long. That's my one complaint about it. It also kind of, to me, it kind of dipped downwards as the movie went on. Because like, I liked the opening with it being kind of like island. That Godzilla was like an island. That's how big he was. Um, I really like the sea lights. It reminded me a little bit of like the thing. Kind of they were trying to get some of that 80s, 70s, 80s sci-fi horror in there. And I really enjoyed that. It looked kind of cool. And I was impressed just that it looked so much different in terms of effects from something like King Kong versus Godzilla. Um, and I, I also enjoyed the first part of the political portion of it where they were like, we got to keep the secret. But then because this submarine incident occurs, they realize they can't do that anymore. And it kind of breaks open this international relationship uh, and how that's all going to go. So like I was really – I was kind of digging it. Um, the love story I could have maybe done without um, – uh, it was funny because I was reading that she was actually like a the, the hot actress at the time. She was like, she was like in everything and kind of was going to be the next big thing in Japan. I found that kind of funny. I found her like kind of a little bit bland, just like her acting style, uh, very monotone. So it's funny that she was like a huge actress in Japan at the time. Um, but otherwise, like as it went on, it, it's, it almost became comical just what Godzilla was doing is like just stumbling around a city at one point he just like fell into a building and fell asleep for a while like they almost had to be like we can't everything can't be Godzilla we can't have this fight go on for so long so I guess we'll have Godzilla almost die and then like fall into this building and everyone's sitting there being like is Godzilla dead and everyone's like no it just like passed out <laughs> it's like well is he gonna wake up and they're like yeah Godzilla wake up eventually it's like <laughs> So what a weird part of this movie. Uh, and then he just like kind of walks into a volcano at the end. So I, I feel like it really devolved at the end where they were trying to get him into this volcano. And you could almost see Godzilla look into the volcano and think to himself, I'm going to jump into this volcano and being like, yes. And then jump into the volcano and die. Or not die, but get buried or whatever. So, um, but I still enjoyed it. Thought it looked good. Uh, kind of fun. Very different. Uh, much more updated vibe to it than... Um, some of the older ones. And so I am going to come in at similar, same to Kyle, six and a half. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. All right. Who wants to go next? I'll go. I guess I, I'm just going to get out. I, I got to come forward when Zach talked about doing this month. I was really excited because I never really watched them and I was hoping to really enjoy them. And so far, these two, I just have not enjoyed um, I like this one even less than the first one we watched, the King Kong versus Godzilla. I just felt it it just for some reason it just wasn't striking me in the right way. Sub action was okay. I mean it was I felt like they focused on that. It was what, thirty years after the first movie we watched or twenty, so it looked a little bit more modern or a little bit better, but other than that, I just found myself not caring about watching the the movie. The ending was just kind of very plain to me. I wasn't too terribly excited about what happened. There was no wow factor or moment for me. I'm going to have to come in and give it a four. I just was not not a fan of it. Oh, Alex. I know. I know. I'm bringing these down. I know. I know. You're bringing these down hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Ben, ben gave the last one a four. Maybe, maybe he might have gave this one like a three. I don't know. Oh. We don't, don't know. know what he did. He we'll never know. Us. We'll never know. 
Okay. All right. Well, uh, listeners, you know, if, if you listen to the interview, you already heard all my thoughts on the movie and my rating. But I'll say it again. So I loved this movie. This is one of my more favorite Godzilla movies because of um, the darker tone to it. Um, it's kind of like that King Kong versus Godzilla. I mean, that was, you know, more comical, more comedic. And then the rest of the Showa films, I mean, were just kind of more comedic and dancey and more oddball, goofball Godzilla movies. This is the one that really took it back to a darker tone and a darker um, just feel of the movie. Never really happy. So I really liked it. I loved it. I loved the effects. I'm coming in hot on this one, guys. A nine. Oh, oh man. I really do like this movie. So do you think, and just to ask you, so do you think as a result of this film and kind of bringing it back to the darker that you you like the subsequent films? Because there were there's a few in this series, right? Yes. So this is uh, the beginning of the Heisei era. Uh, this is the first one. And then that goes until like, I believe, 95. And do they keep uh, that kind of darker tone? Yes. All the okay. movies in the Heisei era are um, like chronological. They follow each other. So mm. it's kind of like one large story. So like the next movie starts off, you know, Godzilla. Uh, which one is the next one? Is it King Ghidorah? I can't remember. But it no, starts it's, off it's, like... it's a weird one. It starts with a B. It's like a oh, plant. Uh, Bella, a plant. The, uh, the plant one. Yep. Right. Um, Biolante. 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 So it takes place after, you know, Godzilla's in the volcano still and everything. So, mm. and it is, it is all darker, you know, and I think some of the, the, those early 90s ones are probably more of what people were thinking of. Um, so hopefully. I don't know. Cause like when I, 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 I never really watched too many of them. I was pleasantly surprised. I did like the darker tone. And I liked the look of it. So I think if I was going to check out more of them, I'd probably follow this one afterwards. But the thing I remember about Godzilla or what I, from like childhood and stuff like that was that he was kind of a good guy. And that was more of the Showa thing, right? Like, yeah, later, yeah. he became yeah. kind of like the protector of Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. And then it well. gets really goofy towards the end of Showa. Oh yeah, like the goof, like the goofy baby, baby Godzilla. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They have like right. a couple of those. <laughs> and I guess oh, we should have asked. We should have asked Titan Goji, baby Godzilla, baby Yoda. Oh, are you going with them? Who wins? <laughs> who wins? Yeah. Cool. Yes, who wins? Uh, didn't now? Did any of you guys watch the original, like Japanese version, Gojira? No, yes. I have before. But not re- not too recently. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I, same with Jamie. I haven't watched it recently because I just watched that one very recently, and that one also has a much darker tone, very similar to this. And it is like that's kind of what you want. I feel like in a monster movie, right? You want to be like, ooh, you know, this could this could be scary. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. one part I talked about it a lot in the interview, but the one part in this movie that I really, really liked was when they started doing those quick cuts to like the people escaping on foot and then the subway. And it, I, it just made it like, you know, the, it showed more of the fear, right? It showed more yeah. of the impact that Godzilla was having. I do always find that humorous. It happens a lot in disaster films where like some, some major event w- will occur. Like Godzilla is heading towards Tokyo Bay and stuff like that. Or like, I think it was, there was some disaster movie where there was a terrorist attack in like a city. And then like hours later, it'll be like Godzilla's walking through Tokyo and all of a sudden picks up a train and there's just people commuting home from work. And it's like, <laughs> what are you doing commuting home from work? Godzilla was coming towards Tokyo hours ago. And you're, they're all just sitting on this uh, subway train being like, la, 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 la. <laughs> Until that moment that they have to be scared. 
Well, maybe maybe that says something about the culture, Jamie, because maybe they're more scared of not being able to afford their housing. My God. Or food for their families. <laughs> that is terrifying. Do we want to do Did the... Uh, get... Want to do love it or hate it? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. What do we want to hear first? Hate uh, it. You want to do hate it first? Okay. I hate it. This is from Orangey to Dope, May 10th, 2017. Okay. One out of 10. Ooh. I was really hoping that the decade in between Godzilla movies would mean that this might be a half-decent flick, but it's not. I've accepted that this series has no continuity. I hate it, but I have accepted mm. it. This one pushes the limit by acting like Godzilla hasn't, seen, hasn't been seen since the first movie. <laughs> People <laughs> who like these movies always say things like, they were reinventing the brand, blah, blah, blah. Why reinvent something that didn't work 15 times? They had the nerve to bring back Raymond Burr as the same character he played in the original, well, the American version. Not only does it not make any sense, but the character is different now. Different in a bad way. He's an expert on Godzilla from seeing him one day 30 years ago. Ugh. So Godzilla attacks and they do so much stupid stuff to try to kill him. I fear this may be the biggest lack of a plot Godzilla has seen so far. And that's saying a lot. This is my last Godzilla movie. I have seen enough. Dot, 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 dot. Wow. Wow. He hated it more than I did. He really hated it. And missed the point a little bit. He he missed the huge point of like it being a reboot. He literally is complaining about (laughs) it. It's it's like there's only been one Godzilla movie the whole time. I mean, that's what it is. They and people do this all doing away with all that other stuff. Say, forget about that. (laughs) We're gonna do do our own thing. Like like Halloween (laughs) did it twice. Not even once. They did it twice. Yeah. But he hated it. That guy's not yeah. happy with this. No, no not at so all. So he did bring up something, though, that I don't think we really had to deal with because did at least I didn't. I watched the original Japanese version. Did anybody watch the American version? Of this watched, one? Whichever one yeah. had the... Uh, no, we didn't, we didn't if, watch the American If Raymond yeah, Burr was so, in it, huh? that's American one. Yeah. Um, that's okay. you, You'd kind of know from that point. Also, if you saw any Dr. Pepper, apparently oh, that's in that. Tons of Dr. Mm. Pepper. Tons. Not a sponsor. Not not on this podcast, in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Yikes. All what? right, let's get that. Love, love it. it. I love it. This is Skaton 15, February 2004. Godzilla 1984 stands out as one of the best and most politically imbued Godzilla films ever made and deserves more credit for what it accomplished. Godzilla, 1984, single-handedly revitalized the Godzilla franchise into the machine it is today, and ushered in a new concept for what the monster could be. Gone are the kitty children and super robots, the monster melees and monster dancing. Here is a return to what Godzilla truly is, an unstoppable force of nature. The original Japanese version is far superior to this butchered American cut, and their political agenda is far more subtle than the Americans' tactless editing of the Russian nuclear launch sequence. Fans would do well to view the original as it retains the history and dignity of the first Godzilla film. 10 out of 10. So he likes the uncut version. The uncut Godzilla. So I got out of that, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. (laughs) That's what he likes. 
because they did change something in the American version. A big part. I know. He, I, he, I have that in the trivia. Oh, you do? All right. I'll let oh, you take well, it. Yeah, because I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm curious because I don't <gasps> think I've seen the American one. Well, let's, I guess, jump over to Trivia Zone. I think we can, yeah. So, as we've mentioned, this serves as a reboot and a direct sequel to the first film. Effectively ignores all of the Showa-era films other than the original and builds from there on the return of Godzilla and the darker tones of that film. Uh, Godzilla was increased in size for the film, specifically because Tokyo's buildings had gotten taller since originally introduced. So they had to make them bigger or else he would have looked tiny next to those big old, big old buildings. Uh, it was called Godzilla 1985 in the United States after being picked up for release. As we've mentioned, it was heavily edited to include uh, Raymond Burr reprising his role uh, from the American version of the original Godzilla film. So he, just like in that one, he filmed. they filmed new scenes with him. The entire uh, American filming took a total of three days to complete. And all of Raymond Burr's scenes, by contract, were done in a single day. He also was credited with nixing the idea of them making it a comedy with Leslie Nielsen co-starring with them. That's what I read online. Uh, the other things that they changed were the inclusion uh, or insertion of numerous Dr. Pepper product placements, which is understandable um, considering whenever I am like working on an award-winning podcast, I also turn my taste buds to a refreshing Dr. Pepper. It's Dr. Pepper. Uh, the most <laughs> interesting rewrite in the script was a change to make it so the Soviet Union colonel deliberately launched the nuclear missile rather than to die trying to stop it. So they, he goes in and just like launches it. Uh, this was apparently done because obviously it was a Cold War at the time and New Line management wanted the Soviets to be the villains. And people did not appreciate that. <laughs> Seems like a, yeah, I would say a tasteless, random, unnecessary change to a movie just to be like, fuck you to the Soviets. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it is pretty yeah. crazy. And then Watch Mojo, a top 10 site, put this at number eight all time on their list of Godzilla films. However, the American release was not well received. Um, actress Yasuko Asawaguchi, she was picked to play... Uh, Naoko Akamura, the film's heroine, on the basis of being chosen as the Toho Cinderella. And Zach, you can help me. Toho Cinderella, that's a thing? Do you know anything about this? Toho Cinderella? That's what it was called online. She was the new Toho Cinderella. I I um, do and not so she, know. But yeah, it so looks she, like, ten, I mean, just back in 2011, a 10-year-old won Toho Cinderella. So. Yeah. I don't know. So she was doing that. So like she had just made her debut in Karate Cop 3, Song of the Sea. Obviously sounds great. Hopefully there's a submarine in that sea and we can watch it. Hopefully. Uh, but And so this was her second film in kind of doing that as, as part of the new Toho Cinderella. Um, Justice King Kong uh, versus Godzilla was the last Godzilla film to get re a release on DVD in its original Japanese form. This was actually the last Godzilla film to get a DVD release of any kind. So it wasn't until 2006 that even the American version of this was released to DVD. Um, and that was because it kind of conflicted with who owned the rights to the New Line catalog since New Line had been bought uh, by Turner um, back not, not even that long after this movie was made. So they had the rights. It kind of shifted around for a while after that. And so no one really knew who had the rights to make the DVD. Uh, veteran actor Akihiko Harada, who portrayed Dr. Serizawa in the original Godzilla, was originally slated to play Dr. Hayashida, even listed on early casting lists, but died of lung cancer before filming started. This left fellow uh, veteran Yasuki Natsuki, uh, 
uh, Yasuke Natsuki to fill in for him. Um, days before his passing, Hirata expressed a strong interest to have at least a small cameo, but sadly did not make it. So, in casting What Ifs, we're going to look back on 2019 to those we've lost who have starred in actual submarine films that we've watched for this podcast, which seems amazing <laughs> that we have a bunch of them. But who would have done well in this film? How about Luke Perry from Silent Venom? Luke Perry. Past the Luke. Ooh. 2019. I mean, I think he could be in it. At least somewhere. Yeah. I think like an American yeah. version of it. I think he would have been the reporter because he gets the girl and he's Luke Perry. Ooh. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. What about Rip Torn? I mean, we know him from Down Periscope. And he died last year. Now, Rip Torn would have been it could the have been American like, general ready to nuke Japan. Yeah. Yeah, that probably. Cool see him, yeah. Definitely, fits, definitely fits him. Uh, what about Rucker Hauer? He was in Hostile Waters and passed away last year. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Well, there's your Russian sub-captain, right? I mean, I guess. I feel like he deserves a bigger role. He's Rucker Hauer. So, okay. I mean, I could see you him as... You to be uh, the Russian diplomat then? I don't know. Maybe he. Maybe he's the premier of Japan. Interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting choice, right? It is. What about Peter Fonda from Escape from L.A.? He passed away last year. Oh. Make him a captain. There we go. You want to be the captain? Why not the scientist? He's like one of the main characters. Uh, no. <laughs> what about David Hedison? He was in The Enemy Below and Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea TV series. I don't know who this person is. I just know that in his obituary, it said, he was like, it was said, David Hedison, and then underneath his name, it said, became famous for portraying a submarine captain. <laughs> and I was like, Enough whoa. Right and then there. I saw that he was in that, and he was in Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, the TV series, which we haven't done an episode on. But I was like, wow, that's pretty amazing. Well, I guess we got to throw him in there, right? Yeah. None of to. us know who he is, but he's famous for literally the podcast yeah. that we have dedicated our lives to. Right. So we'll throw him somewhere. He can be somewhere. Uh, and then Ed Harris, he's still alive. So I didn't want to concern you guys. I was afraid for a second to even put this in here because I was afraid you'd be like, you'd gasp in shock and perhaps pass away yourselves when I mentioned that Ed Harris. But no, he's still alive. But he can stop his heart whenever he wants through the power of his mind. Um, oh, wow. Yep, and like the longest James Bond film, kind of, yeah. And the longest he's ever gone is five minutes. He played a prank on Nick Cage on the set of The Rock, and to this day, Ooh. Nick Cage still says it's the funniest prank he's ever been a part of. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's what he says. That's not an interview. I hope that's true. So, what about Ed Harris? <coughs> oh yeah, Ed. Ed's in. Ed is manning the Godzilla suit. Oh, that's a good Ooh. one. Ooh. I'm, I'm thinking... But he doesn't he wear the helmet. Yeah, he just, <laughs> just, 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 just doesn't wear the Godzilla head. <laughs> just Ed Harris. Um, yep, I'm down for that. <laughs> I, do believe, I do believe he could have probably snagged the Toho Princess, or Toho Cinderella title, and maybe got, got his way in there, but um, oh, okay. that's just my confidence in Ed Harris. All right, well, and then you we'll... you got to be confident in him, yeah. you know? And then uh, I'm gonna we'll finish up with a little Phantom Zone. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. So the professor, not the professor, the uh, the geologist in this, was someone I had used before 
in uh, to get to Atragon. So he was, um, let's see, he was, we were going from Lorelei. He was in Lorelei, uh, Witch of the Sea, Triple X. And uh, he was the uh, min- mineralogist in this, but also in Atragon. And so we can go from there. We were able to go through that to Hiroshi, uh, Hiroshi Kiwazumi, uh, jump from Air, uh, Atragon to Latitude Zero. From there, we went <clears throat> in this crazy long cycle uh, through American films like Ice Station Zebra. Eventually, we got to Teru Shimada, which makes some sense. But I swear to God, if I wrote this one out, it'd be like 26 films. Really? Oh, yeah. It, just go, it goes on forever. Well, you've, I keep got a, on, you've got a job then for next time. Huh? Well, every time I went to a new Google Doc, uh, it just said, and we've done this before for this other film. And then I jumped to that one. It was like, oh, yeah, and we've done this before for this other film. And it just kept on going. It was like a, a Russian nesting doll. Hmm. I hope that I one day when I it. walk into your basement or something, you've got like one of those maps up on the wall with all these strings all connecting to all these different sub movies and it's just teru shimada just in the center of the entire web that's what you hope that's what i hope for you know okay. gives me something to look forward to but yeah teru shimada seems obvious that most network will i would have gotten there eventually you would yeah it can always be done Except for when it can't for the specific movies. Uh, So something that you'd actually mentioned before, and I know we talked about this with the editing of the American film. I've got the DVD right in front of me. And it's funny because on the back, they they slapped that version right in the face. It says, unfortunately for North American audiences, this direct sequel to the 1954 feature film has previously only been available in a highly edited version that cut over 20 minutes of original footage and effects, changed key plot points, and altered the dark, eh, dark dramatic tone and narrative by inserting additional scenes and humor in an attempt to Americanize the film. Hmm. Right on the back of it. So it's like an like, apology? Oh. It's basically like, don't get that other crap. Get this one because that other one sucks. But that's beyond the. That's besides the point, right? Beyond the gate of the sheep. Ooh, as they say. That is what they say. Alex, you're from a herding family, right? Isn't that what you guys say? It's similar to that, but it's mostly about follow the sheep. You know. Ah, mm-hmm. be a sheep. So you're following. Be a sheep. So you're. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Normally you're supposed to be a leader, but then you're following the followers. Well, if you if you look at sheep, they just really go through the gate. They don't know where the fencing is. You know, they're yeah. kind of afraid of dogs. You could just have them running around forever. You could just put a gate up with no fence, and they'll still just go to the go to the gate. You know, they're that dumb. Sheep. I don't know where this is going, but I like it. Do you think androids dream of electric sheep? Personally? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or professionally. <laughs> I'm going to have to say no. Okay. No. No. They're they're dreaming of something else. <laughs> All righty. Whatever. I don't even know what's going on now. It's, it's, it's Kai Chai Chai World, world, world wide. wide.
Okay, it's time for Kaiju Worldwide, and I know last week I did King Kong. Kind of went off the rails a little bit. It was a pretty lengthy segment. I'm going to keep this one a little bit shorter this week, but I don't want to do any disservice to this kaiju, but they're not the reason we're here. Godzilla's the reason we're here. So, this is a kaiju that most of you, if you've ever seen Godzilla, even if you haven't, I'm sure you've probably heard of because you're like, why? Why would they make that a giant monster? And you may already know who I'm talking about. If you've ever thought moths were scary, wait till you see a giant one with Mothra. Mothra was first introduced to us in 1961 in its own feature film, Mothra. And something that's kind of interesting that I was able to find... There's an article from the website Nerdist written by Kyle Anderson titled Everything You Need to Know About Mothra, uh, written in July 24th, 2018. Women weren't particularly thrilled over in Japan with the Godzilla movies because Godzilla was dying at the end of every movie and they wanted a monster that would live on. And so Toho answered the call, and Mothra rarely dies in any of her movies. However, she can also be reborn as a larva, so that's something that maybe they were able to get get some appeal from women moviegoers, because they said that that was one of the largest demographics in the uh, Japanese film viewing or theater-going ah, experience. So, another thing that's different about Mothra, she's living all the time. She is not destructive and have no regard for human life like most of the other, most of the other monsters that we're seeing here do. You know, tearing down buildings, lighting everybody on fire, picking up trains, eating everybody like a candy bar. She is actually a protector. So, she really... Gets fired up if you come to her island and screw with her people. Much like, well, King Kong wasn't really protecting them. Well, maybe he was protecting them from the octopus, but, you know, wants to protect their people. She's also often seen with a couple traveling companions, fairy twins, and they ride along and just accompany her, do whatever they need to do. They were first played by two twin sisters from Japan in the from the musical duo the peanuts and the film company thought that this would be a good opportunity to get american audiences involved because the peanuts had had some popularity in america and they were in multiple mothra movies and you know did a few songs for them so that's kind of kind of cool kind of fun And the Peanuts were actually active from 1958 to 1975. And according to Wikipedia, Mothra is Toho's second most popular monster behind, you guessed it, Godzilla. And Mothra has appeared in 16 films, three television series, and 18 video games, whether being in the game itself or being referenced in the game, 
dating the games all the way back to 1988. And I said I was going to keep this one shorter. Don't want to do any disjustice to this super famous monster. But if you haven't seen any of the films with Mothra, go check them out. But if you haven't seen any of the ones with Godzilla, I want to check those ones out first. All right, Alex, what do you got? You guys think I was actually looking up news? Ah, uh, all right. Well, honestly, I just only found really one good article if you really want to know about it. And it's back to the uh, Danish submarine killer that we've been covering since like <laughs> 2017. Like yeah, <laughs> forever. Wait, that's. That guy's still around. They didn't like put him. Oh put yeah, him no, down. he got he got a life sentence. <laughs> yeah. He got a life sentence, and um, turns out in December, at the end of 2019, he actually got married from the jail cell. What? Yep, he married some Russian artist. Uh, let me see if I could find her name here. Probably should have read this article a little bit better, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> Our news correspondent, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but yeah, honest. it turns out she, uh, she, she uh, she's actually in uh, she's in Europe actually because she's seeking political asylum from Russia because she was working at a news agency that got banned. Uh, so she had to free her life and is living in Finland right now. Holy um, shit! Yeah, and out of everybody she could have met or married, she found the killer, and they just got married. So that is insane. Yeah, I always wonder how that stuff happens. Man. This story, I have line, no idea because it's been yes. like two years. Like Alex said, this is going to be a podcast. One, just that will be a podcast or a movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's <laughs> oh, we could do that. We could enact the uh, relationship. You know, it'd be really great. I'll be the girl. Oh my goodness. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, casting <laughs> done. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, a missed out fire situation. <laughs> I, I just can't. I I just don't understand it. It's it. It seems just so fake, you know, just everything about it, it, where he tried to say that he didn't kill the lady and then did and then or he admitted that she died while on a submarine instead of just taking her back to land. He decides to behead her and cut off her arms and legs and throw parts into the ocean. And now this Russian lady was like, "Okay, well, I'll marry him anyways. (laughs) Yeah, like what in the hell's going on with her? (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea. So I don't know that doesn't really have anything to do with the submarine i guess the submarine news but that's something we've been following for quite some time and that's interesting last but not least uh here's a little fun fact for you guys yellow submarine by the beatles came out 51 years ago whoa Uh, as of of like yesterday or something like that somehow we haven't watched that one yet yeah kind of strange i think we would have it should be number 100 or something that's when we're on our Experimenting with hallucinogenic cycle <laughs> out in the wilderness, right. watching that oh, Col- colors right. in the title cycle. Oh, is um, that when we go back and rewatch every movie we've already done, but this time on drugs? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like Jamie's idea. Colors in the, uh, in the <laughs> title. Movie title. Any of them? Uh, I did. I did. I just did a quick search. There was something that may be of interest to you guys. I don't know. It's from the Toledo Blade. Oh, I don't know if that's oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. man, yeah. we're interested. Let's hear it. Yeah, so the Toledian who commanded the USS Toledo submarine for more than two years is now officially in charge of the entire submarine squadron in the Pacific. Captain Michael Majewski 
relieved Captain Paul Davis as Commodore of Submarine Squadron 7 during a change of command ceremony Tuesday at Joint Base Pearl Harbor Hickam in Hawaii. And he is from none other than Toledo. Wow. There it is. Yeah. So he, was, home. he graduated Start High School in 1991 and went straight to the U.S. Naval Academy. So how about that? Love there it. There you go. Alex, do you think you and I ever ran into him when we were living in Toledo? Probably. Well, he you looks- lived right in Toledo. I was in Maumee, you know, right on the cusp. Yeah. I mean, we lived like a mile and a half away. <laughs> I know. That's true. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, very interesting. I don't want to say he, I, I know him, but he looks familiar. But yeah, get, get an interview. Knows. Yeah, I'll, I'll reach out to him. I'll see what <laughs> yeah, I can do. Yeah, reach out to him. Say, like, from a fellow, well, not, I, and you just make sure you're clear, like, you didn't live in Toledo, you were like a mile and a half away, but uh, that you want to get an interview. Me now? Oh, I will. Why yeah. not? Man's got to eat. Yep. You're going to lead off with, hey, we're going to pay you to do an interview and then <laughs> just <laughs> never follow through on that. All right. <laughs> Zach. What? Is it time? Oh, this is it? I don't know. You nice. Daddy chill. You got yeah. Chill. I do. What was the music gonna start? Do 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 do. Zach facts. It's Zach facts. When you're going down, get some Zach facts. When you're going down. Daddy chill. Okay. <laughs> Great. All right. <laughs> Zach facts for Godzilla 1984 slash five. We got three facts tonight, but are you guys ready to hear them? I mean, at yeah. this point, we might be, what are we pushing? Two and a half hours? So. Yeah, we're getting close. We better wrap this up. Okay. Three facts for you. Fact number one. Originally titled Godzilla 1986, but when the movie was released in 1985, they changed it. Interesting. Wow, that's a bold move. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got it all planned out. Somebody's like, mm, let's just push it out there early. Fact number two. After this film was released, pet lizards increased by a lot. Because they wanted not to even, Godzilla? Just, just, not just the purchase lot. of them, just the just, number of pet <laughs> lizards. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> People at home watching Godzilla. What's that banging around in the uh, terrarium over there? (laughs) (laughs) Fact number three. Raymond Burr was going to be in the new Godzilla King of the Monsters, but unexpectedly passed away in 1992. Wow. That's unfortunate. Wow, man. They were worried about that? Yeah. About missed mm-hmm. about like 16, 17 years. Wait, 16, 17 years? He died in 1992? <laughs> Wouldn't that be like... 22, right? 
27? Don't oh. you worry, Zach. Don't worry, Zach. Dead. You're good looking. You don't have to worry about smarts or brains or anything. Shut up. Thank you for listening to Submersion. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating wherever you listen. Want to interact with us? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also love to get messages from all of you. If you have a suggestion, a comment, or just anything you'd like to share, please email us at maceaststudios at gmail.com. 